Warning, this podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. A boy takes an unbelievable trip into the future. Teenagers take an unbelievable trip into their nightmares. We're talking childhood favorites today on Love and Horror. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2020! Very, it's 2022. 2022. Oh my, maybe I'm just wishing it was 2020. Right? Although, just go back to 2020 and like warn us. Right. Just for the love of God, just stay in the house for a few weeks. Hey, this, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about a little time traveling. So maybe we can go eight years yes. in the future yes. and, uh, eight years in the future and just like, oh, and I, then we'll I, be I, on variant robot overlords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on variant. I did a rod. I don't know. I did a rod. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word. Um, is Omicron, I regret my choice. Uh, is Omicron a, a Greek letter? Maybe. Okay. Because um, I was like... It sounds like the name of an evil corporation in a... It does, like yeah. Like Marvel movie or yes. something, though. Or you could just be Says like... the girl like, who's never watched a Marvel movie. Oh, you know, I'm <laughs> um, I like Black Panther. All the other ones is like, ugh. I could, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, my auntie calls it Omnicron all the time. <laughs> my husband calls it, um, shit, what was he calling it? Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, guess what I got for Christmas? Megatron. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, it's great. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better now and they've released you. Yes, they've released the hounds. Um... Yeah, just aside from, you know, this uh, fact that I can't smell anything, I am feeling much better, so. I still think that not being able to smell just would freak me right out. I'm glad that a year ago when I had it, I didn't end up losing my smell, so I don't envy you that. Yeah, it it honestly doesn't bother me. Like, I would rather lose my sense of smell than my sense of taste. Yeah, I've heard some pretty gnarly stories about people who have lost their taste or that... That they've, there's a name for the condition that they end up developing where everything just tastes like garbage. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's. That sucks. Sounds just awful. I'm yeah, glad that didn't happen. And that, to me. like, potentially can last, like, forever. Uh, that would suck. That would suck hard. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen to me then. <laughs> so, uh, you, I'm guessing, had a pretty low key New Year's Eve then? It was very low key. Um,. I stayed up, like, way too late because <laughs> I started watching, um, well, I started and I kept on and then I finished watching uh, Midnight Mass on uh, on Netflix. Oh, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's really good. It came out, like, late last year, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, and it's, like, a seven or eight part series. And I was like, oh, I'll watch, like, an episode. And then I looked. I was like, okay. Famous like Yeah. It, they were, like, an hour each, an hour-ish each, mm. you know. Um, and there were seven episodes and I was like, what day was New Year's Eve? Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I'll watch now and then I'll have something to watch for like the rest of the weekend. 
And I just watched the entire fucking series <laughs> on Friday. From Sometimes like, it's nice to just do that, though. Yeah. I haven't done that in ages. From, like, dinner time-ish. I think I put the first one on around dinner, so it's not like I started at, like, midnight or yeah. anything. But, yeah, then it was, like, probably, like, two. And I was like, well... Because, like, by the time I got to episode six, I was like, you know what? I'm getting kind of tired. And mm. by then it's like, well, no, it's on. Like, I yeah. have to finish watching yeah. it now. I'm committed now. Yeah. And it was really good. I quite liked it. I, um... Also had a pretty low-key New Year's. My husband was in bed by 9 or 9.30. Whoa. And I had a three-day weekend, so I I didn't work Friday or Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And was like, I'm going to be so productive. Oh, yeah. I'm going to clean my craft room and paint it and reorganize. And my whole basement, I'm going to reorganize because it's just where things go to die. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then... I'm like, but this puzzle that I oh, got. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to set up the folding table in the TV room and I'll just. I'll just pick at it I'll here just, and there. Eh? Or, yeah, I'll yeah. set it up so that like when I need to take a break from the cleaning over the yep. weekend, I can oh, sit yeah, at the puzzle yeah. for a bit. And then I finished the entire <laughs> thousand piece puzzle Whoa. in. Baller. Two days. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still working on that craft room. Oh. I did get it all painted though, which is awesome. I've been only talking about doing that for six years hey, now. Yeah, right. So, you did it. Uh, yeah. So that's done. So that's, that's good. Cool. And I got it like half organized. So, but then I randomly decided that I'm going to take the rest of the week this week as vacation because I had some vacation time to burn up. So I'm like, mm, I'm just not going to come in for the rest of the week. Um. So. I have to. I'm done the puzzle now. I almost bought myself another one, and I'm like, nope, you can't even have it in your house until (laughs) the craft room is done. I would love to do a puzzle. Like, this time of year, I'm just like, I just want to, like, just do a puzzle and stay Yeah. It's such a cozy activity to do. But if you notice next to me on the couch. Oh, yeah. um, I cannot do a puzzle in my house because of Hurricane Hazel. (laughs) Hazel. So. My mom has two hurricane kitties and we do yeah. puzzles in her house all the time. <laughs> but we have just resigned ourselves to every once in a while you have to take a daisy break and okay. she'll or Monty, both of them, yeah. they'll, they'll just jump right up on the table and lay down on the puzzle. And, oh and it's always an adventure at the end of the puzzle going like, all right, now we have to track down all the pieces that they knocked <laughs> right? on the floor. Yeah. So... But yeah, that's, I work puzzles with my mom all the time, but don't usually have them in my house. Yeah. But I set it up in the TV room and then I had, I started binging ages ago, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Because you told me about it and then I like stuck to the binge and just like watched <laughs> it nonstop and then I finished it. And I, I'll go through phases where like, I'll you know, if I'm working on some crochet or something, I'll, I'll watch a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Like I'll binge like one sitting's worth. Yeah. So I, I watched several episodes while One I puzzled. sitting's worth is like, is kind of like a serving. Like how, how do you define a serving? Like true. What, true. sitting's worth? Three seasons. No. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe four episodes okay, yeah. at a time. But yeah, I watched definitely more than that this yeah. weekend. I, I love that show so much though. It's so, so good. It's just such a, f- like, I just love it. I love, I love how like sincere. Yeah. It is like yes. for for something that's so goofy and yeah. and not serious. It's so sincere. Yes, and that is totally my jam right now. Where it's just like, yeah, believable, sincere feeling things. Yeah. Even I was um, listening to a podcast on the way over here, and one of the and the guest was Rob Riggle, who was yeah. in. He's a comedian. He's he's on like the Daily Show and stuff, or he okay. was. I don't know if he still is. Yeah. 
Uh, but he was in the movie Step Brothers with Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. And who, who is he in Step Brothers? Uh, he is. He's Will Ferrell's boss at the Catalina Wine Mixer. Okay. Um, and I don't actually. I've seen the movie a couple times. I don't remember him in it, but um, anyway, he. They were talking about um. About the stepbrothers. And yeah. I mean, it's it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan, though. But that was one thing as they were talking about it and they were talking about how, like, they had to do some reshoots and stuff because they wanted Will Ferrell to come at it with a different, like, you know, he had initially came at it, like, aggressive and they wanted it more sincere uh, or yeah. vice versa yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, you know, that is one thing that, that I can say about Will Ferrell. As much as I, I'm not a, a stan. Yeah. He, like, even when he's playing ridiculous, he is so sincere about yes, it. And, yeah, and I, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta give credit where credit's yep, due. For sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not crazy about Will Ferrell movies or, like, American comedies at all. Like, American comedies like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, But I fucking love Step Brothers. My sister and I will, like, watch it, like, anytime it's ever on and we're around each other. Like, let's just watch it. And we will quote that movie yeah. to each other I all the time. I definitely quote that there's so much room for activity. Oh, yes. All the time. Anytime any one of us is ever, like, doing something and it's, like, and we're, we're like, we've been, like, working out or, like, just doing something, like, really, like, rigorous in the house. And it's, like, why are you sweating now? <laughs> I was watching Cops. <laughs> I even feel like my craft room now. There's going to be so, so much, much room, room for activities. Yes. That big stupid box that was sitting in my living room for, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And every time you came over, I said, I'm getting rid of it tomorrow. But Hazel was enjoying it well, so much. Well, and she loved it so much. I finally got rid of it this afternoon. And I took it down to the recycling. And I brought and I came back upstairs and I was like, there is so much room yeah, for activities my now. living room is twice the size yeah, somehow. I can actually, like, have dance practice in my <laughs> living room again now. So. Oy, we're our own worst enemies sometimes. This is true. This is true. Or all the time in my case. Well, you know. Anywho. So. So, one more New Year's related question oh, yes. before we talk movies. Yes. Even though we were just talking well, movies. but Specific you, movies. Specific movies. Uh, any New Year's resolutions? Um, I usually try not to make any resolutions. Like, I'm going to yeah. lose 20 pounds or whatever. Like, just stuff like that is Become bullshit. the best me. Yeah. I'm already the best. Uh-huh. Lower your standards and you could be as best as me. Yeah. Um, but I usually just kind of like try to like make some goals. Mm. Kind of like here are some things that like I would like to accomplish by the end of the year. And I wrote them down and I didn't get out this book to read them to you. But <laughs> they just happened to be right here. So it's just yeah meant to be. So I want to read 10 books. I want to, because um, I'm usually like two years ago my, my thing was I want to read 15 books. Like mm. 15 books is usually like about how many I can read. And last year, like, I don't know if it was just, like, the pandemic or what, but I read, like, five books. And it's like, dude, get your shit together. You're, like, (laughs) eight more than me, then, I guess. (laughs) So I want to read more books. Um, I want to um, consistently post on my Hello Sailor Instagram twice a week Mm. and then increase my orders. Um, I want to travel to the UK with you. Oh, God. Um, I want to do more backcountry camping. I want to pay off one credit card, and I want to increase listenership to love and horror. Those are excellent goals. I'm the same. I totally don't set, like, New Year's resolutions, but I do kind of have some 
some goals for the year too. And one of them actually, actually so a lot of ours are, are coinciding. Oh, one of mine definitely is to read more. I know I talk about this all the time. I've got three books that I started over a year ago that I'm like halfway through three of them. I was going to say. Why I started could, three. You could start by finishing I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And Handmaid's <laughs> Tale and the first fucking Harry Potter. Oh, book. wow. You're still on those. Uh-huh. Good job. You can do so, it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're... If you're if you've already started three, then like if you fin like, you have three half books to read. If you finish those, you could be like, damn, I read three books. Yeah, already. Well, you know, and and two of them are on. Uh, a couple years ago, our friend Jesse got me for Christmas the exact thing that I wanted. I wouldn't had been shopping with her and got oh I want one of those and then she ordered me one and it's a, a like a scratch off book. Oh, bucket cool. list. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, you know, so it was so exciting at first when I went yeah. through and scratched off all the ones that I have read in the yeah. past and I've scratched off one since. Oh. Um, but Handmaid's Tale and Harry Potter are on it. There so, you go. Um you could get So I I can have well, it's the Harry Potter series is all one square. Oh. So I'm like it's not just 100 books. It's like 100 and something because there's seven. Yeah. a couple series on there. I think there's oh, okay. like Lord of the Rings as a full series, but I mean I scratched that one. Oh, you've read that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, many times. Um, yeah, and I'd love to get, figure out how to drive more listeners to this. I, yeah. you know, I'm just feel like I'm in this for the long haul. I'm having so much Hell fun yeah, with this dude, podcast. Absolutely. So I, uh, we're on episode 15. 15. Um, but also, my other goal is apparently just to take over the internet because I'm a famous TikToker now. <laughs> I love how every time we talk about TikTok, you're like, yeah, well, look at all the views I got. So, uh. I have over 850 followers now. Oh, shit. Look at you. And, like, almost 2,000 likes. That's amazing. So, I'm wow. feeling like a pretty big deal. I'd say. And also, stay over here. tuned, because there may be a YouTube channel coming as well. So, That's awesome. you know, why not wait till your 40s to become... All over the internet. Hey, there's there's no time limit on these things. <laughs> I could I could quote a bunch of like so and so didn't do this until they were this age, and I always yeah, like yeah. see things like that. I can't remember a single one of them, but I'm so bad for um like looking at the age that somebody accomplished something and going okay, I'm not a failure until this many years, right? right? Like as yeah. long as I get this done yeah. by this age, then then yeah. I'm not a failure, yeah. and it's like. You're kind of setting yourself up for yeah, yeah, exactly, there. yeah. Like just do, just. You then do when you. I'm forty three and a half, I'll have to scramble because I wanted this by forty four or whatever. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, want to yeah. talk some movies? Let's talk some movies. So we're doing um, our childhood favorites this year in January. Um, people might find it crazy that on a horror podcast I have childhood favorites, but <laughs> oh boy, I have childhood favorites. Man, Hazel is really interested in your notebook she, there. Well, because it has oh, little, it's got like, ribbons, ribbons, so she must kill them. She must kill them. We need to get her some of her own ribbons. Yeah, but then that just encourages her that, like, all ribbons are toys. Well, all ribbons are toys, whether you want not them to be or you. not. So not <laughs> It doesn't surprise me at all that your childhood favorite is a horror movie. Yeah. This one just makes me so happy. <laughs> it just, I, I just love everything about it. For the horror aspect, this time we are talking about... A Nightmare on Elm Street. We are indeed. Did you know anything about A Nightmare on Elm Street going into it? Yeah, I I mean, it's it's so pop culture, right? Like, I knew Freddy's 
face. Although they never call him Freddy in the movie. I He's noticed that watching it Fred. this time. Yes. Um, so I found that interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, I definitely knew a fair amount about it. I knew that it had something to do with nightmares. I mean, it's right there in the title. But yeah, I knew that it was it was stuff that happened in your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was very familiar with Freddy. I think I even had like friends or cousins or something who had a glove with the razors Ooh, on it. Yeah. And, um, I remember for sure being scared to scared about it oh, when yeah. I was a kid. Like I was, I definitely didn't want to be anywhere near it being on or anything. If any friends or anything. Yeah. I was not a like, let's watch scary movies at a sleepover. Uh, kind of. Okay. I mean, yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I didn't, I don't think I really knew what the plot was or anything, yeah. but, um, but Freddie in general, I, oh, yeah. the, the striped sweater, the hat, everything, yeah. yeah, the scars. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what his motive was oh, okay. or, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, A Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. It was written and directed by Wes Craven. It stars Robert England as Freddy. Heather I Hay- actually did know that, too. I knew that the actor that oh, played Freddy's okay. name was Robert England. There you go. And then Heather Langenkamp plays Nancy. And introducing a little-known actor, Johnny Depp. Baby Johnny Depp. Baby Johnny Depp. Um, he'd only been in one other movie before this, and it was some like weird like teen sex comedy kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he went right from this to 21 Jump Street, I mm. think. So, yeah. Um, it had a budget of $1.1 million. Uh, on opening weekend, it grossed $1.2 million. Mm-hmm. And it went on to make $57 million worldwide. Nice. Um, it is. Uh, it was released by New Line Film, or New Line Cinema, whatever it's called, the production company. Yeah. And it was like this little tiny production company when they made Nightmare on Elm Street. Um and, like, Wes Craven couldn't get this movie made at all. He was like, no one wanted to touch it. They were like, this seems kind of stupid. Like, hmm. go away, stop bugging us. And so he that went... That totally disproves a thought of mine. Oh, yeah? Which okay. we'll get into. Okay. Um, and so he finally went to Bob Shea at, at New Line. And he was like, yeah, I'm interested in this. Like, we've got nothing right now. I'm going to put, like, all of our money hmm. on, on Nightmare. And, like, if this doesn't work, like, we have to shut down the company. So Nightmare on Elm Street is known, or uh, New Line Cinema is known as the house that Freddie built. Oh, cool. it, like, definitely brought them out of the red. Yeah. Like, oh, this is how we make this our money is a now. thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so uh, it went on to spawn seven sequels, um, one modern remake, two Bollywood remakes, <laughs> um, a TV series... Uh, a bunch of documentaries and a ton of merch. Yeah. Um, so overall, the the box office from basically just like the original and the seven sequels and the the Hollywood remake, the box office uh, total is four hundred and seventy two million dollars. Wow. So Freddie is worth some money. Seriously. Yeah. Um. It had a relatively well received uh reviews. Uh, ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
and 76% on Metacritic. Nice. Um, I couldn't find what our buddy Roger Ebert had to say about it. <laughs> Same. I couldn't find anything for the movie I made you Weird. watch either. So I don't know, like, when he was kind of, like, review, like, when his, like, yeah, main Yeah, maybe it was a bit early. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I couldn't find anything. It's always been a part of, like, the zeitgeist yeah, in my mind. Yeah, but exactly. But I was only four years old in well, 1984. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find a lot of reviews where it's like, so-and-so gave it five stars, or like, so-and-so mm. said, like, two thumbs up or whatever. So, um, I couldn't, so there just weren't a lot of kind of like right to the point reviews like that from the time, but I did find the New York times said it puts more emphasis on bizarre special effects, which aren't all, which aren't at all bad. So it doesn't really, you know, say a whole lot, but it's like, there are a lot of special effects in that movie and they're practical effects. I was going to, I was thinking about that as I was watching it. I'm like, oh, this is. Part probably why Dion likes it because it's yeah absolutely the practical effects are amazing yeah so um that's all the raw like details I have for you um I have a lot of fun facts some that I will tell you like after you give me a synopsis some I'll just like sprinkle in as we go Sounds I am good. so excited to talk about this movie <laughs> why don't you go ahead and give me a synopsis so a nightmare on Elm Street is about some teenagers who start having crazy dreams of this guy and they're all dreaming about the same guy with the same sweater and the same scars and the same razor blade fingers and uh one by one these kids start dying and they think that the other kids are responsible but it's it's freddie killing them from the other side of their dreams essentially and um nancy the there's kind of like two guys and two girls yeah. Um, so the, 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 the girl who doesn't die first, um, (laughs) kind of figures out how it's working, that it's, you know, happening from their dreams and figures out a way to pull Freddy out into the real world so that they can capture him or kill him or whatever. And, uh, all sorts of grisly things ensue. Yeah. Um, Nancy is what we call a final girl. So, um, in a I've lot heard of, that term yeah. before. Yeah. So that's kind of where that comes from is okay. like, you kind of have, uh, um, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween is another final right. girl. Cause she's kind of like the, the only one who doesn't uh, yeah, die. At the end, she's the one that survives. She's the one that like kicks the monster's ass. Like she's the final girl. So, so Nancy is a final girl, but then they all come back to life, but then they don't maybe. Or do they? Or do they? Yeah. Or don't they? Oh, well, or, or will they, or won't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit, what I'll tell you right now is um, kind of the idea for the the movie. Wes Craven wrote the story after reading um, a series of news articles about the, um, I think it's pronounced Hmong people from Laos, um, where there were uh, refugees that came over from, from Laos. Uh, and the Hmong people are like a, um, like an ethno- group or um what's the word i'm looking for like like an indigenous group of people okay, from yeah. from laos and they had come over to the states as refugees and a lot of them were dying in their sleep oh and like very suddenly like without any kind of symptoms just like it, you know it, it was almost like sids but for adults kind hmm. of thing and so then they kind of started like digging into it and they saw where like the people were afraid to go to sleep and there was kind of this like thing kind of going through their community where they were like yeah like don't go to sleep like I'm really scared to go to sleep Mm. and um and yeah just like for a while it was just like this rash of people who were just like Mm. just dying like usually young men 
young men from Laos just like came over and they just like died in their sleep. And Wes Craven was just really fascinated by that. That is kind of fascinating. Yeah. So he kind of sat down and started writing um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And then the other part of, uh, of that was when he was little, Wes Craven was like, he was like in his bed and he was like, can I hear something outside? And he kind of like looked outside and there was like a guy standing outside and he was like oh like am I dreaming this is this happening what's going hmm. on and then he kind of looked away and then he looked at the window again and I guess like the guy just like made like big scary eyes at him and he was like ah and he like got under his bed and like <laughs> pulled the covers over his over his eyes and um the name Fred or Freddy came from Wes Craven's like childhood bully his childhood oh. bully's name was Fred and he's like yeah okay here you go you cool. Can, you can be the bully that we can, you know, hate, <laughs> um, which kind of blew up in his face because we love Freddy. I love Freddy, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I love Freddy. Maybe I need to watch a couple more sequels before I. Really... I I I love Freddy. Um, that's interesting. The, uh, you know, am I dreaming? Am I not? Mm-hmm. Thing, um, because there's definitely, especially in, in the first bit of the movie. Lots of times where I'm like, is this, are we dreaming? Are we not dreaming? Yeah, yeah. it was uh, kind of hard to tell the, what was dream and what was reality at first. And I mean, obviously that was intentional. Like the, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I definitely kind of was aware of that. Yes. Um, okay, well, I will let you um, get into your thoughts on Nightmare. And then kind of as we go, I'll just kind of pepper in some ideas and fun facts so go ahead tell me your thoughts i did take lots of notes on this i was much i i was definitely uh surprised by some things oh awesome um, yeah okay so um even before i hit play i made a note i'm like i'm kind of nervous to hit play and watch this for a variety of reasons like i'm a little bit nervous that it's gonna scare me okay i'm a little bit nervous that i won't like it when it's you know this been built up so yeah, much yeah um yeah I well, don't know, well just... i've been like sitting here like did you did you, did you like love it, it? did, you, did love you love it, it? <laughs> tell me everything you've loved about it you're like <laughs> i like the part where it ended <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't like the part where it ended okay, well, fair. <laughs> um okay so yeah but then i did hit play okay and uh and one of the first scenes, they're showing him, like, sharpening his his finger knives. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah. Seeing that. Yeah. In popular culture yeah. when I was a kid with the claws. Um, and I definitely, somebody I know for sure had a glove. with. That's so awesome. They were, like, plastic. Yeah, gloves, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I definitely... I'm sure I even played with it and, like, put it on and awesome. stuff. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. I mean, but I had no context for it, right? It was just like Yeah, a, you're just like, look at this crazy thing. Yeah. We would always take, like, the steak knives out of the drawer and, like, put them, like, in between our fingers and be like, I'm Freddy. When I've really, seen people like, do that, that with, seems, like, I'm Wolverine. Well, I was going to say, that seems more Wolverine now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. But at the time, it was it was a Freddy thing. Um, and then I had a moment where I'm like, oh, is that Jennifer Grey? Nope, it nope. is not Jennifer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm like, "What the heck, Johnny Depp?" Right? Did Did you know that going in? 
No, no, no. I, awesome. I didn't. I, I saw his name in the yes, credits. Yeah. Before you yeah. see him, you saw, so I just saw his name on the credits, and I'm like, I had no idea Johnny Depp yeah. was in this. Um. So just as we're getting some establishing thoughts and thoughts, establishing <laughs> shots, and you know, starting to hear some creepy music and stuff. Yeah. There was a very loud bang in my house, and Todd, <laughs> Todd was watching with me, and we yeah. both jumped and we paused it, and we're like that in the yard was that in the house what the hell and we were both just getting into like feeling creeped out because he he's not a horror movie person either so yeah. he's you know he's watched a few of these with me not all of them and, yeah. and there was at one point where I'm like do you need me to stop this and and I can c- carry on watching it after you go to bed and he's like no you can you can keep playing but but playing. yeah I'm like that was just perfect timing for a um for a loud bang yeah. and I only just just before I left to come here tonight figured out what the bang was oh I had some stuff in the dryer and I had and I didn't even think about it but um I had been putting away Christmas decorations and stuff and I had like a old cookie tin Mm. that was full of some decorations and I just set it on top of the dryer and then I had stuff in the dryer and it was bulky stuff so it was kind of banging it around so the tin fell off the top of the Oh man. Yeah, I went to carry some stuff down there today and it was on the floor and it caught me off guard at first. I was like, what? That was the bang. So I had to run upstairs and tell Todd. That's awesome. Figured out what it was. (laughs) Because we're like, should we go investigate? Or do we just want to pretend it didn't happen? Yeah. Um But yeah, I'm just like, that could not have been better time. No doubt. (laughs) And then I just have a note that says see-through nighty. Yes. Yeah. There were a couple, a couple moments in this that were like, that's a little risque. Oh. There was the see-through nighty, and then yeah. there's a quite uh, vocal sex scene. Oh my god, I forgot how loud that was. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? Well, and and when that scene happens, um, then Johnny Depp is listening to it. I couldn't tell at first if it was actually like the couple upstairs, oh. or if it was on TV oh, that he was yeah, watching yeah. porn or something. Yeah. And then I'm like... Holy shit, that was a, that was yeah. a quick and explicit. Yes, yeah. Um, anyway, we're not there yet. Okay. Um, yeah, so we see, shoot, what's the first one, the one that died? Tara? Tina. Is, Tina. Yeah. Um, we see her in her dream and she stands in front of something backlit and you can see right through her night. Yes, and I'm yeah, like, that's right. Oh, <laughs> I see what we're, where we're going here. Yeah. And then I, my next thought was... Wow, Johnny Depp, that's some hair. Oh my god, right? Some feathering and um I wait for all my hair to dry and then I just take a brush and I just brush it all <laughs> back and I just fluff it up. <laughs> um And I think this movie set a new record for how soon into the movie I got my first like jump oh, really? startle. Oh interesting. When Rod jumps out of the bushes when they you know they're in the the house before Tina dies. Yeah. Um and they go outside because they hear noises or whatever. Yeah. And Rod jumps out of the bush. I definitely jumped and oh, is gasped. That right? <laughs> yeah, that startled me for sure. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're off to a good start here. Yes. This, this, yeah. this has potential to freak me out. Um. And then the next scene we see is this incredibly loud sex scene, and I'm like, <laughs> that took me out for a minute, honestly, because I was like. I don't know if teenagers have that right? loud of yes. sex. I yeah. mean, maybe. I yeah. was, we'll say a late bloomer. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was just like, I, 
I don't know that teenagers are having that good of sex yes, to have yeah, that Yeah, much that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, come on. Yeah. Um, this movie was another really good example of the score and the soundtrack being really effective yeah, yeah. in setting the, the creepy mood and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Was, I was, there were many times throughout the movie that, that I was really aware of the, the music. Yes, yeah. Um, and then she goes outside in nothing but like a men's dress shirt. And I'm like, yeah. that is a, just a classic mistake. You are about to die. Yes, yeah. Uh, and so then we see the first shot of like Freddie, and he's kind of in the shadows, and yeah. you see his like finger knives, and yeah. but his arms are yeah. like weirdly long, yeah. and I'm like, I that's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've yeah. never seen that kind of an image before, so I'm like, does he have really long arms? Is this a thing? I don't know. When they put that in, they wanted to kind of like give the idea because it was a dream they wanted to make it look like you had all these like long shadows and all these mm. like and you know it was kind of like filmed partly in like in shadow and silhouette yeah. or whatever oh yeah lots of and then, shadow and then of dark. course the um the actual arms were like a practical effect like they had mm. these like big yeah, long yeah. arms on freddy and they were like does this look kind of dumb does it should we keep this it's like well we already have it in the movie so yeah i guess we're gonna keep it but does it look dumb? So they were kind of like, even as they were putting it in the movie, they're like, I, I don't know if this is gonna work. But yeah, it was it was a little yeah weird. Yes, yeah. And then we see a scene where he uses his his finger knives to actually cut his fingers off. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was grim. That made me yeah. Whoa. And then his little. eyes get all big, like yeah. What you yeah, think like about that? like he's enjoying it, yeah. and then it like green yes yeah. oozes out of it. It was just all very unsettling yes yes (laughs) and then i had this like oh yeah and then he like he rips his face off or something too and that's like cuts his finger off and kind of rips his face off yeah that was all just a very like effective gross out yes i was definitely grossed out that in fact is the scene where i sent you the picture which you are welcome to put on the the gram even though it is Highly unflattering. I, but, I was uh, wondering. I was like, what is she watching? I, I thought it was going to be a little bit later when, like, Tina actually dies. That's what mm, I thought your face was. Before. No, it was even... It was, yeah. It was before that. Oh, just the first I, uh... Yeah, I watched a lot of it with that same expression yeah. on my face, though. <laughs> and then... So then we see, kind of, Tina's in her dream. And then... She's in bed with Rod. Rod? Ron? Rod? Rod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... She starts, like, dying, essentially. You see blood and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, I thought for a, f- a little bit that it was, like, a dream within a dream. Oh, and then she was okay. going to wake up from that. Yeah, oh, that, yes. You know. Yeah. Um, but nope. She's, nope, she's, she's legit dead. dead. Yeah. And so this is where my kind of expectation of the movie or where what happened in the movie changed a bit from my expectation. Okay. I guess I didn't realize although i i don't know that i had an expectation <laughs> but i guess it surprised me that he actually killed her in real life in her dream mm. i don't know i i maybe thought that it just everything happened in this dream world and oh okay. you know maybe they woke up at the end or yeah, something yeah. but like the fact that he legit killed her from her dream yeah um yeah, it kind of surprised me. Huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Slight change of topic. Okay. Nancy's dad. Yes. Is he someone? Uh, we saw him last week or last episode in Black Christmas. Who was he? He was he was the cop in that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I was. There were a couple people in this that I'm like, is that someone? Yeah. Apparently he. Was I mean, like obviously a, everyone is yes, someone, but you yeah. know what I mean. Apparently he was like a more popular like actor like in the '70s too. I think oh, okay. he was kind of like. His career was kind of declining, but he was still a big enough name that they're like, you know, we can get him for this mm. movie and it's not going to cost us a ton of money because he like can't demand as much money yeah. now. So. But he's a name that people will recognize. Yes, yeah. Him. You see that a lot in horror movies from that time where it's like, oh, that person's famous, but not like mega famous anymore, but enough that there'll be a pull. So like, yeah. Let's this can maybe revive and, their career yeah, a little bit. Yes, or... yeah. <laughs> so after Tina dies, yes, um, and they're you know trying to they they think that Rod did it, and yeah. um, they show a news clip where they're like loading her body into an ambulance or a hearse yeah. or something, yeah. and she's in like this body bag, and her arm flops out yeah, of it and stuff, and yeah. I'm like just the way they manhandled her body, I'm like, I. I don't she's know not going to feel this. Yeah, she's, she's a young teenage girl who dra- died tragically. I feel yeah. like it would be handled with a little more yeah. tact. A, a little bit of grace here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was effective, though, because then after that, they show Nancy seeing her or, like, clips of her yeah. in the, the body bag. Yeah, or yeah. Also... Clear body bag? I don't know. I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen that either. I mean, it was effective it's, it's very for what effective. they were. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be my word of the the episode. Effective. effective. Okay, that's good. This was a very effective, effective. move. Yes. Um, and then Rod fucking jumps out of the bushes again to try and... He's just a fucking scary dude. Stop jumping out of the goddamn bushes. Yeah. This movie is... Um, it's a real study in 80s fashion. Oh, yes. There is some perfect 80s looks yes. in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed that. Just, like, <laughs> I can't remember if it's, like, after Tina dies or before Tina dies, like, on, like, their, when they're first at school. But you see Glenn, like, Johnny Depp, like, running across, like, probably what they'd call the quad. Yeah. Because American schools have a quad all the right? time. I don't know. But he's got this, like, like polo shirt or like sweater vest on and then these like khakis that are just like i can't figure out what it is about the khakis that look ridiculous but it's every time the i see them it's and like the pleats and... I, yeah i don't know but i'm just like dude that is not that's not what johnny depp wears there's a scene where nancy's in english class and there's a guy that gets up and starts reading from caesar yeah and he's wearing this like button-down shirt that's like Got all these geometric shapes and yeah, stuff on it, yeah. and I'm like, I I had that shirt. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I, I have written down here. This is a study in '90s fashion and or '80s fashion, yeah. and I am here yeah, for it. Yeah, even um, Nancy's. She's got like a pink sweater, like a sleeveless sweater that she's got another shirt on yes, underneath, and I'm yeah. like, I'm sure I had that yeah. too. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of the guy who was reading Caesar, yeah. He's another one that I'm like, is he someone? Oh. He looked very familiar to me. I don't think so. Um, I can tell you while I'm looking here that um, that scene where they had him reading Caesar, they were like, um, we're just going to like, you know, run a couple of scenes here. Just get up and like read this page from Caesar or whatever. Like just read it. And then he like read it and then they're like, okay, 
try reading it in a different way. And so he read it like really loud, really quiet, really fast, really slow. And then he read like in the whisper and they were like, and he, and he like, Hell yeah. and they were, and he was like, Oh, that was probably stupid. I don't know. And now no one's saying anything and I feel stupid. And everyone was like that. That's what we're using. That was, amazing. yeah, that was so it was, effective. it was great. Yeah. Um, was it, it wasn't a random page that they were reading though, was it? Because oh, I don't know. it was like, I can't remember the passage, but it seemed very fitting. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. I can't remember like what it was. So maybe it wasn't a random page, but it was like, Hey, just the way he, they tried yeah. different ways of him reading it. Yeah. Then we have some scenes where Nancy is kind of trying to find Tina's body in the school because she's fallen asleep in class. So yes. now she's in the dream world where Freddie is taunting her, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> party city blood all over the place. Right? Here. Yes. And then holy... Was I not wrong about that when we got finally to Glenn's death scene? Spoiler Ooh, alert. Yeah. Glenn dies. Yes. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Um, and at this point, I had to make a note that just says, okay, I'm officially creeped out. Yeah. Um, I found it, I want to say suspenseful, but I don't even know if that's the right word. I was creeped out for sure and grossed out. Um, and... But not, like, scarred for life grossed okay. out, like, yeah. entertained grossed out. Oh, good. Out. That's awesome. Um, but it did, it was, it, it did keep me hmm, suspenseful in a, I really didn't know what was going to happen next kind of yeah. way, which was. Cool. That's, which was good. Yeah, yeah I was, absolutely. I was, uh, that was a, a pleasant surprise, uh, you know. Sometimes I have trouble turning my brain off when watching a movie to not yeah. like be assuming that I know what's going to happen mm, or yeah. predict. And I mean, I think that's that's what a lot of movies oh, are sure. trying to yes, accomplish. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't really didn't really uh, feel like I knew what was going to happen cool. next. That's awesome. Um, I did just look on IMDb, and I don't think that the guy that was reading that was anyone. Oh, he looked so familiar per se because. Um, <laughs> His it, mom thinks he's important. Yes. Um, everyone, like, all the people in that class were uncredited. Oh, okay. And the, the four that they show was uncredited, like, the names didn't jump out oh, at okay. all. So, um, he's no one. He's nobody. <laughs> and then Freddie, when Nancy's, like, kind of, when he they catch up with each other, he does this little tongue flick move yes, that, that really does that a lot. grossed me yes. out. Well, yeah, because then even later, like, when she's talking on the phone, his tongue I'm your comes boyfriend the... now, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not like the tongue moves. <laughs> we kind of talked about this earlier. You talked about, like, how the they had the, how Wes Craven kind of came up with the idea for this. Yeah. But it was kind of, you know, what at this point where I really started getting in my head about the concept of the movie. And it really is like a clever idea. Like how, uh, and I actually was, I'm glad you said that yeah. anecdote because I was really thinking like, how, how do you come up with an idea like this? That yeah. like you're being killed from the other side of your dreams, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, it really was a, a very like different and clever concept. For sure. And then once you put it into movie form, it's like, well, like it's, 
you can do so much with it. Everything happens in a dream, and dreams are so fucking weird sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. can go anywhere with it. And in the sequels, they really go crazy in some of them. And I had so a good. really weird dream a couple nights ago, and it like involved a couple of my girlfriends. And yeah. I actually had to like text one of them and say, "I had the craziest dream oh, about wow. you last night." Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing gruesome or yeah, nightmarish, but just like. It was such a, a, we were just all out for coffee and the way that this one friend was behaving was totally out of character. Oh. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. Yeah. I have to tell her about <laughs> it. But yeah, like, she gets weird in dreams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you ever seen the movie What Dreams May Come? No, I think you've told me about it before, but I've never seen it's it. It's dark. Yeah. It's Robin Williams, but it yeah. is holy that's a movie that i just like sobbed my whole way through. oh really um is robert denny jr in that too or am i no making, no i don't know what i'm thinking of i don't think so well that's iron man never mind no i'm kidding <laughs> I mean, i'm not kidding robert denny jr he is iron man yeah. but that's not what i'm thinking of <laughs> i gotcha <laughs> um so nancy freaks out at school and she goes home and she's having a bath to relax yeah. and i I am sure I have seen that image of his hand coming yeah. up in the bathtub yeah. between her legs. But that was one of my other, like, that's a yeah. risky shot. Yeah, like, sure. this young teen girl with her legs splayed, like, wide yes. open. And yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't see anything. But yeah. it's a very suggestive pose. Uh-huh. And then his hand yeah. comes up between her legs. And For it's sure. like, I don't know if I should be watching this. <laughs> I need to call my mom and ask permission. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is interesting that it's a horror film from the 80s. And for as, like, suggestive as, and lurid as it gets, you don't really, aside from, like, the really loud, ridiculous sex scene, like, there isn't a lot of sex. Like, you don't see any no, boobs yeah. in this or anything. No, it's, it's, it's quite just kind interesting. of suggestions yeah. of things. Yeah, it's, it's It leaves a lot to your imagination, but, like, it doesn't make it hard for your imagination. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you don't have to try too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then... She falls asleep in the bathtub yeah. and she just about drowns yeah. after her mom says, so many people drown in the bathtub. Yeah. And then she fucking locks the door after her mom comes in and right? saves her. And then yeah. she kicks her mom out and locks the door. And I'm like, why are you locking the yeah, door? Exactly. Like, like, if you fall asleep right now, you're doomed. You're dead. Yeah. Um, and then there's a scene where, I think, is it Glenn is watching a scary movie? No. Nancy's watching a scary movie in her mm. bedroom, and th- we've seen that a couple times where there's we're watching a scary movie where they're watching a oh, scary yeah, movie. Yeah, and for just, sure. Like, oh, that's very meta. Yes. I well, I, people use meta anymore. Oh. That's like early two thousands. Well, I think. I don't know. I think I still use it. <laughs> I what I noticed about that scene watching it this last time was like, your mom already told you to go to bed. So maybe don't listen to a horror movie on, like, top volume in your yeah. fucking room. Like, turn it there down. There was a lot of scenes where it's like, if this is just an average house, yeah. your parents can hear you. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. On your phone call or your boyfriend in your bedroom or whatever. Yeah. Like, you yeah. need to be quieter. Yes. Um, so Nancy's now gone a couple days without any sleep. And she looks at herself in the mirror and goes, oh, God, I look 20 years yes, old. Right. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was funny. She is such a perfect, like, girl next door, like, all-American. Yes. Yeah, totally. like, like, she looks, like, just like an average You could have plucked her out of a high school yes. in, yeah. Yeah, in the 80s. Um, 
And then I got mad at Glenn. I said, come the fuck on. You had one job. Right? Worst, one job. Worst boyfriend ever. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll totally help you. <sighs> yeah. And he does that more than once. Yeah. And it leads to his demise. Yep, so fuck right. you. Yeah, you. You earned got, it. You got what you deserve there, buddy. Yeah. Just promise me you won't fall asleep. Seconds later. Asleep. Asleep. And then uh, we see Ron's in jail because they still suspect him of killing Tina. Yeah. And he falls asleep and now Freddy's in his dream and kills yeah. him. And I found it effective, oh. to use the word of yeah. the day. Um, I feel like I need like Pee Wee's Playhouse um, word of the day. And they oh. like, all party when you say the word of the day. Um, <laughs> Do they have a word of the day on Pee Wee's Playhouse? I think so. I okay. don't know. I feel like I remember that. Fair enough. Which, interestingly, will come into play when we talk about the next movie. Oh, that's in... Okay. Huh. Not the word of the day. Pee-wee. No, I know. Oh. I have questions now. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. Back to, the, back to the movie at hand. Um, yeah, the way that they made his look like a suicide. Yes. Because at first I was like, oh, he's falling asleep. Freddy's going to kill him. Yeah. And maybe this is going to be the thing where they're going to start realizing, oh, yeah. you know, something yeah. creepy is going on. There were definitely lots of scenes in this movie where, like so many others, where it's like, if anybody would just listen to somebody and, like, take a person seriously. Yeah. We all wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. But the fact that, yeah, then it then it made it look like Glenn committed suicide. And as soon as the sheet started going up around his neck, yeah. I'm like, oh, no! yes. like, I was like, oh, I was like so yeah. invested oh, at that no. moment. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's going to make it look like a suicide. Yeah. Uh, which is going to make him look guilty or like he killed himself because he's feeling oh, guilty yeah, for yeah. killing Tina or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I have a note here that Nancy's mom's overacting is perfection yeah. it's so <laughs> bad it's good like the the kids and stuff in the movie i don't feel like are overacting like no. it's of course like big acting but yes. it's fits the situations yeah. or yeah. whatever um nancy's mom is definitely overacting yeah. she's yeah. so like so dramatic, but then sometimes it comes off as sensual when it's trying to be scary. Right? Like, yeah. And then she's drinking, and and she's all um, trying to tell Nancy to go to sleep, and she's so worried about Nancy not getting sleep. But it's like, did you, did you for one second think, I'll sit beside you and I'll stay awake so that you can sleep. Right? Like, yeah. if you're worried about having these bad dreams, I'll sit. Oh, yeah. I never, that never occurred to me. But, yeah. I, I'm just going to get drunk and lay on the couch here yeah. and, and you go yeah. upstairs and sleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just make sure you're sleeping. Okay, I'll, I'll I assume you're going to. Good yeah. Night. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they talk about, the. Oh, I think it's the, the police officer who says, like, She's been through two days of hell. And I'm like, two days? We've had, like, two funerals. Right. A, a, yeah. Like, a, a trial. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It just it was a... Uh... Oh, the sleep study all happened within yes. two days. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Even if you are having, like, these traumatic nightmares, if you're trying to get into a sleep study, good luck. Six months down the road, you might get a phone yeah, call for I, it. I was like, how did you get in there so fast? Yeah. Like, your mom had to have, like, paid big dollars to, like, put you at the top of the list or Maybe. something. Maybe. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah. This has all happened in two days so far. Which the the actual like the killings and stuff in two days, sure, fine. Yeah. But like the fact that there were funerals, like yeah. you organized a funeral like the same day that he because it was Rod's funeral. Yeah, it was Rod's funeral. And yeah. it's like so he his happened the day after Tina's yeah. and You've already had a funeral, and we're talking two days. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Don't question it. Just accept it, okay? <laughs> but I have to question all the things. Okay. Well, fine. They're smoking in the doctor's office, too, at the sleep study. Oh, my God. Just always. <laughs> Which, I mean, truly would have oh, happened sure. at that time. Yeah, just but... like when you watch it now, it's like that will never yeah. not be weird to me. That's Yeah, there, there's been a few movies. Alien, when they were on the yep. spaceship, yep. and, a, you know, a couple others where it's like, holy cow. Yeah. Oh, and then, so Nancy, when she finally kind of gets the spark of how she can yeah. solve this, because she brings his hat out of the dream. Right. And she's like, I got the fucker's hat now. Maybe now you'll take me seriously. Yeah. And then. And, and the parents are still like, where did you get that Yeah, from? where did you get that? And it's got this killer's name in it that yeah. you know who yeah. it is. Like. Yeah. Mom, how much cognitive dissonance can you go yeah, through before we exactly. just deal with this? Like, denial much? Yeah. Um, so, I had this movie kind of on par in my head before I watched any of them. In my head, it was the same as Halloween. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, it was in the same kind of camp as Halloween yeah, in, yeah. in my head, and... Um, you know, maybe just because of the era and stuff. Yeah. But I responded very differently to this than I did Halloween. I, it scared me more than Halloween. Really? For sure. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, I was much more invested in it than wow. I was in cool. Halloween. So, yeah, I was like, this isn't nearly as, it, it um, wasn't, I don't know if I want to use campy, but, like, yeah, it wasn't as as corny in places as Halloween. Like it was, oh, okay. it was more like truly creepy and and freaked yeah, me out more yeah. the whole way through. So then we see where Nancy's mom finally tells her who Fred Krueger yes, is. Yes, and then I'm like, oh, see, this is this is how why it makes different than Halloween for me because yeah. there were lots of moments where I was like, oh, oh, this, okay, yeah. oh, I get it. So <laughs> yeah. this was a moment like that. I'm like, oh, he's out for revenge. Yeah. Um, revenge on the people who got revenge on him because he was the bad guy in the first place. Yeah, you know, revenge on revenge on revenge. Yeah. Again with the meta. Me- I was going to say meta revenge. <laughs> meta revenge. <laughs> That's our band name. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I will sing Latin. Oh, Fortuna. <laughs> I don't even think that's a song that you sang, but. Uh... Well, no. Oh, Fortuna is a song that yes. I have sung. Yes. But th- <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and then, so Nancy gets so scared in one of her dreams that she gets a, like a gray streak in her yeah, hair. Yeah, it looks so badass. Which made me think of another movie. That I then had to kind of do some Googling and, and remember what it was. Yeah. And it actually wasn't that. Oh. But it kind of led me there. Yeah. Um, there was a movie 
in the 80s. And I don't remember much of the plot other than that somebody got scared so bad that something happened to their hair. And I thought that it turned white, but it wasn't. Oh. It was that it fell out and then it was the peanut butter solution. Yes! Oh my God. Okay. I remembered it was something about peanut butter. I, I definitely yes. was. So I just Googled like, 80s movie peanut butter and it came up right away and I'm like okay his hair didn't turn gray it fell out and then fell peanut out. butter was like an ingredient to the solution that and then his hair just grew and grew and yeah. grew and um, then the senor wanted to cut his hair and make it into magic paintbrushes <laughs> fuck dude I loved that movie my mom took my me sister really movie. liked that movie I feel like I wasn't as familiar with it but uh, I feel like it was one that my sister was into my mom took me to see that movie and we were the only people in the movie theater to see it <laughs> And yeah, that and see that I didn't even realize that it was one that was in the theater. I thought it was like a, like a Nickelodeon or oh, or it, it was YTV. A, it, was, it was a it was a Canadian film, and I don't I doubt it was in the theater for very long. Okay, um, but yeah, that came on like TV like not too long ago, and I was like <laughs> peanut butter solution. Then I sat down and watched the whole thing, and I was like, <laughs> this movie was a fucking trip. That's oh my funny. god, I need to watch it. Oh, it was it was something else. But yeah, the her her gray streak. Led me down this like yeah path to yes yeah. remembering that movie. It's oh, so funny man. how something can like God. I haven't thought of that movie in right? thirty years. Thirty five years. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So then here is where where Nancy tries to get Glenn to help pull her out of her yes, dream. Yes. And the quote is, "Whatever you do, don't, don't fall, fall asleep. asleep. Immediately okay, falls asleep." Good night. <laughs> So twice now Glenn is, yeah. has fallen asleep when he shouldn't. Um, I like how, like, kind of, like, innocent their relationship is. Yes. Like, yeah. they're too, like, it, it's very, like, you know. Boy they, next they, door. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, you know, they just live across the street from each other and he's sneaking into her room, but he's not, like, immediately, like, all over her. Yeah. Like, yeah. even, like, he goes. He sits in the chair. And, and he goes to sit yeah. on her bed and she's like, uh, excuse me, like, that's my bed, get yeah. out. And they're just kind of, like, hanging out and chatting. And it's yeah. just, it's just so, like. Like a budding relationship. Yeah, it's, it's really but sweet. Just, they do say I love you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a cute little yeah. relationship. But, um, Tilly fucking falls asleep and ruins everything. There you go. Uh, so then she's getting ready for her, her date with Freddie to. Yeah. Pull him out of the dream. She's getting and getting ready to home alone that bitch. <laughs> I actually have that in my notes. Um, but first she has to change. Yes. And at first, like, you just see kind of her back and she's in her panties and then she's putting on a button-up white shirt. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I have to change into my pretty girl about to get murdered right? yeah. uniform. I gotta look nice for this. Well, but the, like a, a white button-up shirt. I, I didn't really, you know, like she, there were pants and a jacket yeah. and stuff yes. after. But at first it was just like... Oh, just, just nothing oh, but a button-up yeah, shirt and yeah. panties. Yep, that's your pretty girl about to get murdered well, that's, uniform. that's how you lure him out. It's like, oh, there's a girl in, in pajamas over there. Um, that's the one. Yeah, and then... Uh, then we see some serious Home Alone shit. Yeah. I'm like, this is where Home Alone got its idea. I'm sure of yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> I, but first, she rips her phone out of the wall, and then it yes. rings. Yes. And... Uh, that's when we see Freddie's tongue come yes. through the phone. That that special effect was a little bit hokey. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of yeah. them were were pretty good, but yeah. um, but that one it just yeah it looked like a silicone mouth on the end oh, of a yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I just have a a line that 
I don't even know exactly what moment made me write this, yeah. but just stupid Glenn. Stupid Glenn. Uh, and then I thought, well, I don't know if I can go to bed tonight because my bed might swallow me whole. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty grim scene. Yeah. And then that was all the party city blood. Yes. Yeah. Um, definitely more blood than a body holds, I think. A little bit. Yes. So now it's all up to Nancy. Yes. I will back up and just like wax poetically about the uh, special effects in that room for a I second. I liked that. Yeah. And it was clearly like it must have been a set upside down or something. And It was a room that they kind of utilized this like a few times in film and video and stuff in the 80s. It was a rotating room. That's what I figured. Yeah. So I thought they, it must have been. they filmed that one and Tina's death were done in the same room. Oh, okay. And so Tina's death kind of, like, went off without a hitch. Like, they filmed yeah. it fine. Um, they did have to cut it down, her death, um, for, like, to get a better rating. Because her death was originally too, um, uh, too like, gory. Okay. Because they had filled that butt, that bed with blood. So when oh. they dropped her back onto that bed, there was just supposed to be blood, like, splattering everywhere. Oh, really? And you just saw the little bit on Rod's face at the end. Because there was just, like, like the, the sensor board, the rating board looked at it. And they were like, uh, nope. No. So then they did, they're like, okay, well, we've, like, put all the money into, like, this fucking rotating room. Like, we're going to use it again yeah. for, for Glenn. So you can see in some parts where, like, the way the blood is, like, f- like kind of dripping or whatever. It's kind of going, like, sideways. Oh, I never noticed. like, turning it. So this room. I did was, notice, like, it definitely looked like it was pouring out of the yeah, bed onto yeah. the, the f- ceiling yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. So they had to, like, basically, like, staple and nail everything down so it didn't, like, fall out. Yeah. And then um, they just, like, weighed it down with blood because there was, just, like, so much blood everywhere. So they started, like, to rotate it. And they're like, oh, we've never done this, like, that heavy before. Oh, okay. And so it just kind of got out of control. And it, like, started, <laughs> just, like, spinning and spit. There was a lot on this film where they were like, oh, we've never done that before. So That's cool, though, that they kind of were, like, work. problem solving as they went. Yeah, right? but then when they filmed Tina's death, it was in the dark. And in Glenn's room, they had the lights on, they had the yeah. TV, they had everything. Well, blood is a liquid, and um, electricity, th- electrical things are made with electricity. So everything started sparking. Oh my and god! I'm not 100 sure, but I think there was a fire. Oh and they really? Were like, Get everybody out of this room! Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Sounds like just chaos. It, it was. It was. That's but I awesome. mean, in the end, they got a very Effective. Effective. Scene. It was effective. Yeah. Ah, effective. Effective. Yeah, but, uh, but that's that's the story with that room. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now Glenn's gone. Now it's all up yeah. to Nancy. Do we think she can do it? Yes. Glenn she and his can. little uh, his little crop top. They're gone. Yes. That was another <laughs> peak eighties fashion yes. moment. I'm like, yeah, a cropped jersey. Fuck yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um. So then she's like, yells, gets her, calls her dad, yeah. who's at the house, at Glenn's house, yeah. trying to solve his murder. Yeah. Um, and she tells her dad to come to the house in exactly 20 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, it's like how, how do you know no. that this is going to take <laughs> right? you exactly 20 yeah. minutes? Um, Oh, yeah. So I jumped ahead of myself a bit ago because this is now where I have the note that I'm like, if your mom is so concerned with you getting some sleep, 
Maybe she should like sit with you or something. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then kind of towards the end, when the cops are across the street at Glenn's house and she's like screaming for help because she's successfully pulled him out of the dream. Yeah. At first she wakes up out of her dream. This is one part where, you know, like I had, I'd mentioned earlier that I didn't think a lot of what was about to happen or I didn't, yeah. you know, think I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. When she wakes up out of the dream and he's not right there and she mm-hmm. kind of goes, oh, you know, it looks like she thinks she, it didn't work. I was like, it worked. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's there. He's there. Yeah. Um, so she pulls him out of the dream and she like tries to home alone him. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, she's screaming bloody murder to yeah. get the cops who are just across the street. Yeah. And <laughs> I was so annoyed because I'm like, okay, yes, they've got this this thing to solve yeah. at Glenn's house. But like, he's already dead. Like, yeah, let's go exactly. tend to the yeah, to the yeah. girl who is clearly in distress. And even if she is just crazy like everybody thinks she is, like, okay. somebody go yes. take care yeah, of her. Yeah, just, just go check in on her. Yeah, just Yeah. Um, and then, so she sets Freddie on fire again and, you know, um, she figures out that he's just a dream so I can turn my back on him. And so she kind of disappears him out of the the house and the cops put the fires out from what he tracked through the house, presumably, um. And then you think, okay, well, I'm not going to say happy ever after because three teenagers are still yes, dead. Yes, yes. Uh, but then, you know, when she she turns her back on him, she says she wants her mom back, her friends back, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, so then, like, everybody wakes up and everybody's alive and it's yeah. all fine and well and good. And I'm like... I was actually almost annoyed that that was the ending. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> um, I can get behind Nancy being still alive, like final girl, yes, like you yeah. said. But like, no, no, we are not just undoing everything that yes, we just did. And yeah. they all get into Glenn's car, and then we see the the top go on, yeah. and it's striped like Freddie's yeah. shirt and then all the windows roll up and you're like, okay, so everybody's just dead now. <laughs> and then the mom is re-dead. And, yeah. And then they just drive away in terror because they're locked in this car and yeah. the end? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so here's, I, I mentioned earlier that I had a, that you, you said something that, ruined my kind of uh, perception yeah yeah so that ending i was like and then also knowing because when i looked um on amazon for this there there were a couple of the sequels too yeah. and this was 1984 and the second one was 1985 yeah so that fact and just the way the ending was i'm like well this was set up for a sequel from the beginning mm. like in my mind this was like we're going to do this series of movies. But then you said how, like, he had trouble getting it made. Yeah. So so now I question that. Because that ending to me, I was just, like, walking right into a sequel. Yeah. No, when that sequel, like, they, you know, like, they didn't know they had a hit until it came out that opening weekend. And basically opening weekend, Bob Shea was like, I need another one. Yeah. And it, they made it so fast. There were, like, 
they were like writing the the um like the dialogue like on set like rewriting on oh, set wow. like they come to the to the studio in the morning and be like okay here's all the rewrites like just mm. like and there was so much I feel like that one maybe there was also a lot of like ad libbing and like they got to the like to like they started filming the movie and they're like we don't know how this ends like we'll, mm. just, we'll just like don't worry about that we'll just we'll get there when we get there like just we got to make this movie because yeah like it came out I think this movie came out in like August. And by the next, like, August, there was another... Yeah, it was. It was, like, a year. Which, so to me, I was like, they were already working on the sequel when they were shooting this one. Um, Which then makes me think, what the fuck, even more to the ending. Because that was such an open ending that they left it at. So maybe it was just intended to be, like, a... Use your imagination to think what happened next. Or, like, clearly everybody's dead. It's three different endings. And what happened was, Wes Craven had his ending... And Wes Craven and Bob Shea, the producer, were very, like, at odds with each other all the time. Um, I kind of feel like if there's anything stupid that happens in the movies, that's Bob Shea's fault. Because he's very like, yeah, let's put in this crazy thing. Mm. And then then Wes Craven was like, can we please not, like, destroy my art here? Yeah. And he's like, no. Well, and I've heard that of Wes Craven, too, that he's very, like, particular. He is, yeah. Maybe hard to work with. Yeah. Um, So... The way Wes Craven wrote it, I think he came up with a couple of endings. He either wanted them just to, like, have this nice happy ending, like, Nancy goes and gets in the car, and they drive off, and, oh, it was all a dream, and everyone's alive, and it's all, like, Vaseline on the lens, it's all really happy. And then he's like, well, I either want to do that, or I want to do where, like, she gets in the car, and then we discover that it's a dream, and, you know, nothing has been solved, and they're all dead, and they're all dead. And he's like, I don't know which one to use. So is that what it is then at the end there? She's in a dream again? Is is it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> so I feel like that. Because then they're all in a dream, right? Because they guess... all die and you die in your own dream, right? So. I f- well, I don't know because. Spoiler alert. We do see Nancy later. Okay. So so anyway, so those are those are two endings. And then. um. They filmed another ending just to kind of, like, make Bob Shea happy. And that was when they ripped the mom through, okay, through the door. Yeah. And Wes Craven was like, that is fucking stupid. It looks fucking stupid. <laughs> like, and it does. It looks Yeah, because, like, the it's way she's, like, smiling and stuff is just, yeah. Yeah, and just, like, rip her through. Like, it's very obviously yeah. a doll. And he's like, yeah. I hate it. And so Bob Shea was like, okay, you're right. It's stupid. We'll do, we'll do your ending. Let's do the ending where... It seems like it's a happy ending and then like let's like kind of do two endings and then do like the next part where it looks like they're like they're in a dream and they get trapped in the car and they yeah. drive off. And he's like, okay, like let's, perfect. I'm glad we came to this, to this uh, compromise. And so Wes finished his work and when they were putting the whole movie together, Bob was like, put in that ending with, uh, with the motherfucker. And so, and so then Wes saw the movie like at the premiere and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I can imagine that would be like. Yeah. And then infuriating. As, as a result, Wes Craven didn't direct another nightmare until, I think, part six. Oh, really? Yeah. He was just like, you know, you can like, I have the rights to Freddy, and you can like pay me to like use my characters. Mm. I'm not directing another one though. Mm. He was. He was like, I've done what I wanted to do. Yeah. This is what I've... He kind of had a singular vision of it. I've created what I wanted to create. Thank you for letting me do that. This doesn't need to be a sequel. Hmm. And Bob Shea was like, but money. (laughs) But money. I mean, but money is the name of the game. Yeah. Um, That's so funny that I was like so sure that it was set up for a sequel. 
Yeah, no. Because, like, Halloween was set up for a sequel. It was, yes. Yeah. Um, But again, Halloween, John Carpenter didn't intend for there to be a sequel. And he didn't direct the sequels either, so that is a a tie-in. I remember that from from our first episode. Um, Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, So overall... <laughs> this movie was effective. Yes, very effective. I, I, in it, I, I have so like this is the struggle with words episode. <laughs> like, I, it, it's so weird for me to say I enjoyed it. Like, it's again, you know, like I haven't. I think there's only been one that I really disliked. Oh yeah. Uh, which was it even? I can't remember. Oh, Saw. I really didn't oh, like okay. Saw. okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the rest of them have all been like, I found at least something redeeming in yeah, it. Yeah. And I've enjoyed watching these movies yeah. in, theory, in theory. But I still am not at the point where I ever want to watch another horror movie. Like if oh, it okay. wasn't for this, I wouldn't be ever watching another uh, horror yeah, movie. Yeah. So, you know. On episode 15, we haven't turned me into a horror fanatic, okay, yeah. but I have not hated the experience. Awesome. That's good. Uh, which I know sounds weird, but um, all in all, there were a couple little things that were like, like that, the the mom being pulled yeah, through the window yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the mouth on the phone yeah. and stuff. A couple of little moments that took me out of it, but I was pretty wrapped up in it most cool. of the time. Um so overall I gave this now my my rating is going to be totally out the window. Just a second, let me overthink this for a second. <laughs> I have to overthink about yeah. this. Uh I gave it seven obvious sequels out of ten. Nice. There you go. Or not so <laughs> or obvious. Not so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> well I definitely there are definitely like at least Two more nightmare movies that I want you to see. Okay. So we may end up doing the whole series. I don't know, but um, at least part two, and then ooh, I have some other things that I need you to like <laughs> see first. So yes, more Freddy on the way. All right. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, so you I'm watched. Prepared. You watched Freddy as a forty-one-year-old lady. I watched Freddy for the first time, Nightmare on Elm Street, for the first time as like. A six-year-old, maybe? Really? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That explains so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like, people say, like, oh, I watched Disney growing up, and I loved, like, Mickey Mouse and stuff. And, like, legitimately, like, who did I love as a kid? Freddy fucking Krueger. <laughs> I, that was just so much See, of my childhood. And I love Freddy. You know, you, you, you say you love Freddy, and I mentioned earlier, maybe I need to see a bit more sequels or something, but I... I don't know that you saw enough of him in this movie really to really, f- that I could really form a thought on Freddy yeah. as a character, yes. right? Like, it's much more about these kids and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. you really actually don't see him a No, lot. and they definitely keep him kind of, like, in, in the, the shadows, shadows as this There's the one like scene dark. where, like, he rips his face off yes. and whatever. Yeah. That, that is a fairly, like, iconic image. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so when you said that, that you love Freddy, I'm like, I don't know enough about him to love him I, I don't yet. know him to love him. Yeah. Yeah. I have to no, get to know the, him a little yeah. better. <laughs> in the in the later films, they really they really pivot because like they really realized after that first film like hey, we really have something here. Let's like 
make sure like we're using the same bad guy like let's yeah. wrap it up and then after part two they really realize people are watching these movies because they like freddie they mm. don't care about the kids the, or anything yeah yeah they like freddie yeah and freddie really became like front and center yeah like he became like kind of like the the like the main part of that film right and so you really see a lot more of freddie oh, okay and he becomes after a while, he kind of becomes almost like his own joke because he got so big in the 80s. Like, mm, he was yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And he was, like, on so much merch and yeah. so many different things. Merchandising. So much merchandising. And um, he they, they kind of gave him a lot of, like, silly, like, one-liners and stuff mm, in yeah. the movie. And so he kind of became, like, his own joke for a while. Oh, okay. But, I mean, he's still Freddy, man. He's still so <laughs> fucking good. So fucking good, man. Well, I'm interested. I'm interested to. uh, I'm not going to go out and watch the sequel, but whenever you assign it to me, I'll be ready. Yes, for for Freddy. Ready for Freddy. Yeah. So, to switch gears a little bit here, um. This week, I had you watch Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Which I think I mentioned last episode when we were talking about what movies we picked and stuff was one that I had recorded off of TV. It was on the, it was on like Sunday night Disney movies or whatever. Yeah. And we recorded it on a VHS and literally wore the tape out. I've yeah. seen this so many times, which it's funny that I've seen it so many times and when I watched it again this week, yeah, it was, I mean, I I remembered all of it, but it was so much shorter and less than it was oh, in my yeah. head yeah. for all these years. Uh-huh. But because I've been saying for years, oh, I need to watch Flight of the Navigator oh, again yeah. one of these days. So this was a good motivation oh, to do that. There you go. So did you know anything about Flight of the Navigator? Um, um, I didn't. Well, I knew that there was like a space thing i thought <laughs> like a kid in a spaceship um i was that's sure about it <laughs> well, yeah i was sure that the boy was either fred savage or henry thomas so i was quite shocked when it wasn't he actually the the actor that played the the kid yeah very very frequently got mistaken for henry thomas oh really uh, yeah. oh, okay as a yeah yeah so that was probably great for him. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm a, oh, we'll hear all about person. him in a little bit here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything else that you... Um, no, I just I just basically knew it was like a kid in a spaceship who I thought was Henry Thomas or maybe Fred Savage. It wasn't. That's it. All right. Well, um, Flight of the Navigator was made in 1986 starring Joey Kramer. Joey Kramer. Okay. Um, who, yes, was oft mistaken for... Henry Thomas, Hmm. who went on to such credits as Hmm. um, being arrested multiple times for things like uttering threats, possession of a controlled substance with the intention of trafficking, careless storage of a firearm, uh, and ultimately robbing a bank. Oh, no. So he did not have... He's got a handful of acting credits, like, just a couple before and a couple yeah. after, but uh, I think it was, like, 1996, so, like, 10 oh, years okay. after this that he, yeah. quote-unquote, retired. Mm. And then he had a troubled yeah. life Aww, after. Um, apparently, uh, in 2020, there was a documentary made, oh. Life After Navigator. Oh, interesting. Um, based on his life, which I 
never heard of until I was doing yeah. research for the yeah. episode. So I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah. Is it, like, available uh, anywhere? Do you know? It says streaming various places. Okay. So I'm going to check good old YouTube. Yes. Um... But yeah, so he was in and out of jail. He ended up uh, spending two years in jail for the bank robbery and having to, like, he got out on probation with the condition of enrolling in, like, a substance abuse program and stuff. So, so, child actor. Yeah, you know, know. It's unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be interested to watch this documentary to see if things have looked up for him. Turn his life around? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it also starred um, a couple other familiar faces: Cliff DeYoung, mm-hmm. Howard Hessman, Sarah Jessica Parker was in it, and Mr. Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens. Okay, really? Yeah, he was the voice. Was he the? Was he the the like Max? Yeah. Okay. Because there were parts where I was like, why does this fucking thing go, ha, sound like fucking Pee Wee Herman? Because it I is Pee Wee Herman. Just, how did I miss that in the credits? Because he wasn't credited as Paul Rubens in the credits. He oh. was credited as Paul Mall in the credits. Okay, I, I, I remember seeing that in the credits and I was like, oh, that guy's name is Paul Mall. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. He, it was actually his idea to have a pseudonym in the credits because he- Wanted the voice of Max to be a mystery. Yeah. And I'm like, you wanted the voice to be of Max to be a mystery. And then you went, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. yeah. You do that much better. Than ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's um, that. Oh my God. Cause I even wrote down, I was like, this guy really sounds like Pee Wee Herman. That's like, try to be more original. Holy shit. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Blew my mind. Well, okay. if, if, if nothing else comes of this, I'm glad that that at least was. Yeah. Um, Mind-blowing. Yes, yeah. So it was directed by Randall Kaiser. Kaiser? Okay. Kaiser, I think. Uh Um, He also directed Grease. Oh, okay. And in one of the first scenes in the movie when the parents are pulling up to the house, they're listening to a song that's on the soundtrack (gasps) of Grease. That's right, yes. I I definitely Um, remember that part. I was like, There's a couple other, I can't remember them now, but as I was reading, there was a couple other um, things that, he has directed that they made like oh, mention yeah. of oh Starsky and Hutch when David is in the NASA like locked up and they're doing the studies and stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, he says yeah. when what time is Starsky and Hutch on? And yeah. Starsky and Hutch was something that that the same director oh, okay. directed. Yeah, um, I don't think all the episodes, but he was yeah. involved with. Yeah. Uh, so Flight of the Navigator has eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. respectable. Uh, sixty four on Metacritic. Yeah. Um, the, uh, budget was $9 million and it grossed 18 and a half-ish million. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know how much it was in the theaters or whatever. Like, that was really the era of Disney on TV, right? Yes. Yeah. Like every Sunday night, like on the CBC here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The wonderful Um, world of Disney. Yes, that's what it was. I... Yeah, every Sunday night we watched. Um, the it was it had fairly unremarkable critical yeah. response. Like, it's a family friendly live action Disney yeah. movie. Like, yeah. what do you what do you what do you what do you yeah. want? Um, what do you want from me? The kind of 
Critic consensus was that it was bolstered by impressive special effects and a charming performance from its young star flight of the Navigator mm-hmm. holds up as solidly entertaining bit of family-friendly fun. Yeah. Which. Yeah, fair. Yeah. 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 Um, so I do have a handful of fun facts. Um, some interesting information about the special effects on it, actually. Yeah, okay. um, but first, why don't you tell us what it's about? Sure. So, Flight of the Navigator opens in 1978, which right away confused me because I was like, they made a movie set in the past, but only like eight years in the past. Like, that seems like a weird choice. But I was like, okay. So, and then it all makes sense. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of, it's 4th of July and they're having fun doing 4th of July things. And they send um, the 12 year old, David, who is the navigator, um, they <laughs> navigator. send him to go and pick up his eight-year-old brother from the neighbor's house because he can't walk back through the forest in the dark. You know, and any other time, let your eight-year-old just, like, wander back home. But it's dark, so, you know, send the 12-year-old through the dark forest. Oh, yeah, 12-year-old's responsible. Yeah. I mean, I spent lots of time in the woods by myself when I was eight and 12. It's a whole different world. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... You know, kind of all through, like, the beginning, you see, like, David and Jeff, his brother, kind of, like, bickering back and forth, like brothers would or whatever. Yeah. So. That's actually a lot of what the kind of critical reviews and stuff were, that it was, like, realistic sibling very relationship. Realistic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, David's going to find Jeff, and he finds Jeff, but Jeff, like, jumps out and scares him or something, and he kind of, like, falls off this little cliff, and it, like, knocks him out or whatever. But then we see him wake up, and he's like, oh, I gotta, like, get back home. And so he goes home and, um, like, the door is locked and he's like, uh, hello, like, let me in the house. And someone else answers the door and he's like, uh, you're not my mom. I'm just going to barge in here anyway, though. <laughs> just And so his, it's completely, like, not his family. He's like, what the hell is going on here? And they call the cops and the cops come and get him and they discover that somehow he has been catapulted eight years into the future. So they finally were able to, like, track down his family, and his family is like, oh my god, you're alive, but you're still 12, what the fuck? <laughs> so um, NASA gets involved, and um, as uh, Henry from last podcast on the left will say, NASA stands for never a straight answer. <laughs> so uh, they get all their, their NASA, their, all their NASA fingers in there, and they want to do a bunch of tests on him. <laughs> and they discover that he was involved in this, like, kind of spacecraft thing that... Uh, picked him up to like take some like life force or something from him to like collect uh, like specimens to like, yeah. take him back to his planet or whatever. And, um, you know, David's like, get me out of NASA. I don't want to be here. Like you said, I'd only be here for a weekend and I'm on like the food schedule for like the whole week. Like, you know, you have plans to like feed me all week. So clearly I'm not going to just be here for two days. Like I want to Yeah. So, um, he smuggles himself out in this ginormous, like, laughably oversized, but perfectly 80s robot that is, like... <laughs> Ralph. Ralph. It's, like, the, like, the, like, robot equivalent of the room service cart, just, like, sneaking in, like, yeah, into, like, totally. the under part of the room service cart with, like, the little, like, tablecloth. Dri- well, like, and it did bring his meals, so, I mean, I mean fair, that is hey, exactly what it go. is. yeah. So, um, sneaks him out and then he gets, they, it takes him to where, um, the, the spaceship is and he gets into the spaceship and, um, 
And right away, the spaceship is like, hey, like, let's get out of here. Like, let's go and go back to my home planet or whatever. So they go out and they have all these adventures, like, <laughs> going through all, like, the different parts of, of, like, the states. Or they end up in Tokyo at one point. And they're yeah. just, like, flying through and kind of... David... This isn't Fort Lauderdale. This is yeah, Tokyo. Right? Um, and, uh, and David kind of, like, makes friends with, with, uh, with Max, the, yeah. the, the little, like, computer program or whatever that runs the spaceship. And finally, he, like, gets back to his family, and then he's like, I need to get back to my family, I need to get back to my family, just like, I just want to go home. And then he gets home, and he's like, oh, never mind, I don't want to go home. And then he gets back on the spaceship, and... And now I've forgotten. Do they end up just like spaceshipping around for the rest of their lives? No, they do. Um, oh no, at, they at do the end, time travel. Even though they say that they can't, yes, tra- travel them back. They do. That's right. He the, only ends up losing like four point five hours or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Max is like, I can't send you back to your time because I'll like vaporize you or whatever. And then he's like, Well, you have like, to try. And yeah. Either way, I'll like, risk it. Yeah. And then it's like, Okay, that worked. And so in the end, he gets to go back with his family. And he realizes how much he loves his family, even even his brother Even his Jeff. bratty brother. And they have hamburgers and fireworks on the boat. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Very uh, well-detailed synopsis there. <laughs> so I will give you some of my little fun facts, and then I will let you share your thoughts. Um, so I'm super mad that I didn't know this beforehand, but the uh, one of the prop hulls of the spaceship mm-hmm. uh, is, um, it's been refurbished and it's now the topper of a drink station in Tomorrowland at oh, no way. the Magic Kingdom. Oh, wow. And I was there like three years ago. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe a bit more now. Okay. Time. What is time? Yeah. Um, so I'm super mad that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I would love to see Tomorrowland. Like, I, it was I'm cool. Not, yeah, I'm, I'm not like a Disney lady. In case you didn't know this about me, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just learning this. Well, surprise, motherfucker! But um, I would like I I would like to see Disneyland just for the sake of it. But I would more like to go to like Tomorrowland and like mm. Epcot Center and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I did go to Tomorrowland, and I. If I would have known that it was there, I would have noticed it, but. I am not good in crowds. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the time that I was at Disney, I was like fully overstimulated oh, and yeah. um, like crowd blind almost. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Was it just like screaming kids the entire time you were there? Like, just like shithead screaming kids having no. a sugar meltdown? No, not really. It okay. was just, there was just lots of people. Because that's what I feel like that in my head, that's how I imagine Disney to be. Like, way too fucking hot. A million screaming kids, like, there's like melting down, like yeah, too much I mean, sugar, not enough naps. There was a little bit of that. I didn't find it overly so. It was just the the vast amount of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, even pre-COVID, I did not like yeah. crowds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the ship mo- used in the movie actually was uh, in the Boneyard at Disney Studios. Mm. Um, and you could see it if you went on a backlot tour oh, for cool. a yeah. long time. Um, so, I mentioned the, the visual effects that the reviews were. You look at it now and you're like, what visual effects? Yeah, yeah. 
But the ship itself mm -hmm. used a lot of technology yep. to create the mirrored effect mm. on it. Yeah. Um, and actually the director, Randall Kleiser, uh, he brought in his brother Jeff as the his brother Jeff. Oh. So I don't know if that I don't know if that's sheer <laughs> yeah. coincidence yeah. or what, but uh, he was the visual effects supervisor and he oversaw the use of the reflective mapping software to create the ship's chrome-like appearance. And the result was one of the first successful examples of what would later be known as CGI. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Uh, a full five years before the groundbreaking T-1000 in Terminator 2. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. It is very reminiscent of, of the T-1000. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really neat. Like, I never, ever really considered the special effects. But there were there's one um, kind of... I don't know if it's a, I guess it would be a special effect that always, even as a kid, I was just in awe of was the, um, the floating stairs to go mm -hmm. into the ship. Yeah. I loved yeah. that. So cool. Uh, so I pulled out a fun fact that I feel like is just primed for you. Okay. That I never noticed, but I'm like, I, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to hold on to it and okay, see if okay. you mention this. Yeah. Um, don't let me forget. Okay, I won't. Uh, so the other, the only other fun fact I'll tell you now before we launch into your piece is that this film is also known to be one of the first Hollywood productions to feature entirely electronic music. Oh, wow. Which is like very noticeable. Like speaking of, hey, can you tell this is from the 80s? Right. Uh, so the film score composed using... Synclavier. Ooh. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> One of the first digital multi-track recorders and samplers. Cool. So on that note, tell me what you thought about it. Okay. Flight of the Navigator opens on the longest scene ever of just slow motion dogs in the air catching frisbees. <laughs> yes. Like, it just goes on. Like... The first couple of times I thought it was like, ooh, dog catching a frisbee. And then it's like... Another dog more, catching a frisbee. More dog. And I don't know. It just... Because you just see like the dog like jumping through the air catching a frisbee. In my head, I just imagined like someone just off screen just like throwing this dog in the air because they're all just like <laughs> flying. And so, that would be better. <laughs> but I mean, they were like, even when it like, when like the shot would like pull out and see like a wider shot, they were just like getting like mad air, just like jumping and catching. That's and, for real. So have you ever seen dogs catching frisbees? They are serious. Yeah. And then, so then like it went on for so long that I just had to like entertain myself with it. So every time the frisbee or every time the dog caught a frisbee, I'd be like, there's a good boy. And then there'd be a frisbee or a dog that didn't catch a frisbee and be like, that's not a good boy. A good boy. A good boy. Not a good boy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to totally cut you off for a second. Because yeah. that just made me think of when we were talking earlier about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I didn't set New Year's resolutions for myself. Uh -huh. But my dogs did. <laughs> what are their resolutions? So Roxy's resolution. Roxy is my dachshund. So this might come as a surprise to nobody. Her resolution was to stop pooping on the floor. Okay. She broke that. Oh, January Roxy. 1st. Are you surprised? Uh, Ella's was to share toys better. Oh. This has also been broken. Gus's was nothing because he's the goodest he's boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to you. So, yeah, I was just like, 
laughing at this like forever because <laughs> I was just like, damn, like they just found every fucking dog in Florida to catch Absolutely. a frisbee and they're going to film them all. <laughs> so finally ended. And then we just get like right into like super 80s, even though this part takes place in 1978, but like close, close enough. enough. So it's like, okay, we're all done looking at all the dogs. All you kids in short shorts, get back into the station wagon. Don't put on a seatbelt. Are you fucking crazy? No. This is like adventure parenting. Get into the station wagon. Um, you two kids and the dog just all pile in the back. Fight and like crawl over each other. And I mean, like, my sister and I rode to BC and back a few short years after this was made. Yeah. In the back of a station wagon. For sure. That's, what more do you need? Yeah. And then... Um, the 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 Jeff the little kid is like oh I want to go to the Henderson's house or whatever and play they're like okay like get out here and go to their house and just like come back for dinner or whatever, and then David is like in like the back back part of the of the station wagon like sticking his head out like and they're like doing like the brotherly like calling each other dorks cuz bucket and then you see Jeff like do a little like like wiggle his butt and it's like. Put your head back in the car <laughs> at the very least, David. Keep all limbs and heads inside the vehicle. Right? Yeah. So now that I wrote, now get out of that car and go up to your room where there is a bucket of fireworks waiting for you. <laughs> also, eight years old, walking through the forest across the tracks. Fine. You can do that. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. When it gets dark, we'll send your 12-year-old brother to come and get you so you can both walk across the tracks together in the dark. Fair. I thought for sure that kid was going to get hit by a train coming back. I was like... No, this isn't Stand By Me. Yeah, I, I got real Stand By Me vibes <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know anything about this movie. I thought we were just going into space. So they... David is looking for, for Jeff, finds him, and then he, like, gets scared. He falls off the cliff or, you know, the little cliff, whatever. The and ravine. He, the ravine. And then he comes back... And then we discover it is eight years later. And honestly, when that happened, I was like, I am so fucking invested right now. <laughs> I am so here for this movie. I'm like yes. putting down my knitting and I am just watching the <laughs> shit out of this movie. I love that. I, I mean, I love time travel in general. But the idea that like, the idea that you don't know you've time traveled yeah. until you're time traveling... I love stories like that. There is, like, one story. It's the time traveler's wife, isn't it? Oh, that's a good one, too. (laughs) Yes. Um, But no, no, sorry, it's not that story. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah. Because that's kind of, like, a sappy romantic movie. Yeah, no, I mean. I've never seen the movie, movie. but the book is, the book is, I like the book. Um, But no, there is a story that it's, like, kind of, like, reported to have happened in, like, the 20s early part of the 20th early part of the 20th century where a woman and her mom were in Europe and they were traveling and they um the mom got sick so they were in this hotel room and um and the woman was like okay i'm going to go out and like, get you some medicine like some things that you need like just stay here and rest so the woman went out and she got her the medicine that she needed and she came back and, um, and she was like, oh, hey, like, I can't, like, she went down to, like, the, like, to the concierge or whatever. And she's like, I just tried going into my room and I can't get in there. And they were like, okay, like, what room are you in? And they look and they're like, we don't, no one's in that room right now. Like, we don't have that one booked out. 
And she was like, well, no, I was like just here with my mom. Like I just went to get some things. And um, they were like, well, what's your name? So they gave her the information and I kind of like did a whole bunch of research. And they were like, that was years ago. Hmm. Like, no. She's like, I was gone for an hour. And they were like, no. They checked, like you guys checked out a while ago. Hmm. And she was just kind of like stuck in the current year after that. And there's been like a few stories like like I am I am I, very into like the idea of like a glitch in the matrix kind of and yeah yeah I actually am too I've watched a lot of like conspiracy theory kind of stuff I, I about love it I am um, so here for stuff like that yeah about about alternate timelines yes. and stuff like that yeah. I I don't know what I believe mm. but I find it very interesting. Yeah, I definitely think that there are, like, alternate timelines. And, like, the idea of, like, of, like, string theory or, like, M theory where, like, every decision you make creates a different reality. Mm. And so there's, like, all these different, like, there's a reality where you and I never started this podcast. There's well, a reality fuck that where, reality. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a dumb reality, so good thing we're in <laughs> prime reality. And just, like, so many other, like, little, like, things, like... The Brooklyn Bridge is actually, or the, the, the um, Golden Gate Bridge is actually blue, not red. And, you know. Like, like um, M- Mandela effect kind of yeah, stuff, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I, I just, I love shit like that. <laughs> I love it. So when I saw that happening, I was like, yes, let's do it. I, yeah, I, most of the time, you know, with, with Mandela effect theories, most of the time I'm like, yeah, the Mandela effect the, stuff is like... There's one. I can't think of what it is now. I'll have to think while you talk, which is rude. Um, How dare you think? <laughs> there is one Mandela effect that gets me. I can't think of what it is now. Hmm. There's, I'll think um, of it at two So the many of them, I feel like... No, you just don't know how human memory works. Yeah. Like, because it's like, oh, I bet you always thought it was sex in the city. It's actually sex and the city. And it's like, well, that's just like a preposition in a, in a phrase. Yeah. Like, that's or, an easy thing to forget. Or um, the one that, that people get so hung up on that I'm like, you're dumb. <laughs> um, you're dumb. Is uh, Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, it's never been Stouffer's. Stovetop stuffing is not made by Stouffer's, but people are absolutely convinced that it used to be Stouffer's stovetop stuffing. And um, I've never heard that one. Yeah, oh, people will get real worked up about that one. And I'm like, it's just because it has the same first syllable that you think sounds like it should be, but it's not. It's like the peanut butter used to be. Jiffy, and now it's Jif. It's like, no, it was always Jif peanut butter, and then you also had Jiffy Pop popcorn. Yeah. Those are two different things. Yeah, you're, you're conflating, conflating the them. two things. Yes, yes. The only Mandela effect that I feel, well, at the time, that, like, I feel like, that's a legit one, and now the more I think of it, it's like, no, again, you're just stupid. But it all kind of started with, well, I guess it didn't start with, because it's the Mandela effect, so it started with Nelson Mandela, but the Baron's name bears. Yeah. And everyone I know was always like, no, it's like the Berenstein Bears, like S-T-E-I-N. And it's like, no, I remember ever since I was little knowing it was Berenstein Bears. Because um, I remember looking at it and being like, that's a weird way to spell that. I feel like I always called it the Berenstein Bears, but that's just how we well, said that's, it. That's that doesn't, more, yeah. yeah. And that's just more common. Like, you know, yeah. you have like, like plenty, you know, plenty of things are spelled like Stein probably or was just. And, Sometimes you see a word and you think you 
you know, you just kind of don't really read the whole word, but yeah. you assume that you know yeah. what it is. Like, people yeah. do that all the time. Like you, you just go for, like, what sounds... Like, your brain is famous for filling in the blanks. Exactly. It's like the, um, you see memes and stuff that are, like, words that are scrambled and the first and the last letter are the yep. same, but it doesn't matter what the yeah. middle letters are. You your brain it puts it together. Yeah. So it's totally that. You just skimming the word yes. and your brain puts it together. So. And that's that's why you get, Bart's teacher's name is Mrs. Krabobble? I've been calling her Crandall. Um. You know, and and uh, a lot of like the the Mandela effect mm-hmm. truthers <laughs> would tell you that the reason that you say you always remember it as yeah. Berenstain is because now that we're on this timeline where it is this, your memory, yeah, yeah. Anyway, blah blah blah. Yeah, flight of the navigator. That that <laughs> shit though. I will talk about that shit. All the fucking time. That's our second I, podcast. Oh my god. Like, if you want to know what my YouTube history looks like, <laughs> the last ten minutes is all I fucking can see. I really, it's bugging me now that I can't think of what the Mandela effect that gets mm. to me is. I'll think of it. Like the one that, like, really annoys you or the one that no, actually No, the one that on actually, you? like, I, I, I wouldn't go as far as works, but makes me go, hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, I want to know it now. Think yeah, hard. me too, actually. Think harder, Homer. Um... <laughs> So I found it quite interesting that, you know, they finally, like, they get David back to his family and he's like, oh, why are my parents old now? And they declared him dead after eight years. Yes. That's your fucking kid. Yeah, I know. Normally parents are like, I'll never give up hope. Yeah, I I actively had that thought watching it this time too, where, like, when I was a kid, I probably never would have given that a second thought. But yeah, especially with the amount of true crime that I listen to now and people are finding people like decades yeah. later yeah, yeah. As, i would definitely not be declaring anybody dead after yeah years. no absolutely not like if if you know it's a person that you were married to and you're just looking to like cash in it's like yeah he died let's declare him dead let's totally dead yeah but yeah like your kids like no you never give up hope never yeah. um so NASA finds David and they're like, hey, we better do some tests on you. So they hook up like a whole bunch of like electrodes to his to his head. And that's when they discover that he can like, like kind of um, like communicate like through his brain. And he's yeah. like seeing his answers on the on the screen or whatever. And um, and then he's like thinking of like the spaceship and it like shows up on on the screen and they print it out. of just like basically like a like a line drawing of the spaceship. Yeah. And it's a like, dot matrix. Well, yeah, but it's like here's this here's this um this picture that was in your head that we printed out. Don't worry, we printed it on poster sized paper because <laughs> we can't get our point across on like an eight and a half by yes. eleven. So we had to like oh, yeah. print it out like this big with like one foot margins on it. Like, <laughs> are you gonna frame it? I mean, it would be cool. It was yeah. It was just it was funny. It's like it does not need to be that big, but um. One thing that kind of took me out of this movie is um, the the main NASA guy, Dr. Johnny Fever, I do not buy <laughs> as being a government spook. Like, you don't work for NASA. <sighs> yeah. I just, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't. I was like, I was like, is that, I mean, his hair looks different, but is that, is yeah. that Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP? And Howard Hessman. Yeah. 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 yeah that was, that was funny. Yes. Um, so then we meet Ralph 
the uh, what is it? The <laughs> robot. Oh gosh, uh, I don't know. R A L F is how they pronounce it. But um, it's a robot, which is kind of like robots are designed to do things. You know, we don't need humans. They will all replace us eventually. Um, just get used to it. Yeah. So we have this robot that can replace humans, but it needs a human sidekick <laughs> to like actually do the work. Yeah. It's basically just like an automatic serving tray. Pretty much. But then it also has a mail slot. So I think she's she's like the Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Is is the human sidekick to Ralph. And I, th- I feel like she's like the male girl and like kind of like a candy striper. Yeah, just like of, a... She puts all the shit she needs to do in Ralph and just kind of like goes all over the building <laughs> and, and does the things. And it's like, that's weird. You could just like do not you? make it a robot and just give her like a wheelie cart. Yeah. But, you But know, that would be much less cool. Fair. And this yeah. is NASA after all. That's right. So they do have to have partially working uh, <laughs> robots there. So... Yeah, it was just like, why is there a person if it's also a robot? Um, the, uh, this watching of it was actually the first time that that, uh, that specific thing occurred to me, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that thought as well. Yeah. Because then, like, the odd time, it does come into David's room, like, by itself. Like, yeah. Like, there was a couple times where it just, like, comes in, and it's like, where's Sarah Jessica Parker now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the first time it comes into David's room, it just like busts open the door and goes like zoom and like comes like right up. Yeah, it's like it's gonna run him over, and then yeah. it just like stops like right in front of him. Because and... he's still nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? I just want to watch Starsky and Hutch, and now there's like new wave videos on TV, <laughs> yes. and there's a robot, and it's like, well, I'd like a Big Mac unless their Big Macs don't even exist anymore. I then that just made me want a Big Mac. Mm, yeah. I'm not crazy about Big Macs. McChicken, though. I love a Big Mac. McChicken. I will fuck with a McChicken every day. Um, so they're, they're doing all these tests on David, and he's like, what's going on? Like, why are you, like, testing this? Like, why aren't you telling me anything that's happening? And he gets, like, upset. And he's like, okay, like, bleh, like, no one's telling me anything, and I don't know what's going on. So he, like, takes off, and it's like, yeah, you know, we're in we're in NASA doing, like, some real secret alien shit, but don't secure the building. Just let this 12-year-old run down the hallway of NASA. Yeah. Don't chase after him. Just, yeah. you know, oh, he just got to cool off or whatever. No, wait, don't stop. Yeah, don't go, don't go. I do appreciate how smart David is, like, as soon as they get him into that room where they're trying to, like, like, into, like, his little bedroom or whatever. Yeah. As soon as he looks at that mirror, he's like, that's a double-sided mirror. Yeah. Like he, just, he, like, he clocks like, it so I've fast. I've seen TV. I yeah, know Yeah, yeah. Even, even my 1978 TV. Yeah. I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, here's all these cool toys and a NASA hat. <laughs> you will love it here. Um, so, in, in the 1978 part still, um... David was, like, having a hard time, like, talking to girls or whatever. Because he's 12. And yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know like how to talk to girls, but I'm going to... I got a crush on this pretty girl. Yeah, but I'm going to, like, creepily look at this girl through my telescope while she's on a boat. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah. So then, you know, you see this pretty girl in 1986, Sarah Jessica Parker. And he's like, oh, like, here's a pretty girl that I kind of, like, feel okay talking to or whatever. And it's like, okay, I get that you technically 20 now because you're just like eight years in the future 
but you're still 12, yeah. even if she is 20. So Sarah Jessica Parker, maybe don't flirt with him. <laughs> just like, oh, baby, don't, uh, don't do that. Because she's like, you're cute. And then she like winks at him or something. And it's like, don't, 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 <laughs> just don't. Just stop, Sarah Jessica Parker. So then she finally is like, okay, I'm going to like see what I can do to like help you out and like get a message to your parents or whatever. And then Ralph comes back in and he's like, ah, I can climb inside this robot and like yeah. go zipping out. And so then they're like out of the building and it's like, how did Ralph get out of the building? Like, right? Just, like, yeah. I think NASA's probably a little more secure than that. I would like to think so. I would hope so. But then it comes around to like the hangar or whatever where, where the like uh, s- spaceship is being held and it like stops at like the like the bay door and like the security guard like opens up the door and it's like there you go Ralph yeah. and he just like zooms in it's, have a nice day yeah it's just like like we have so much technology but not quite enough technology yeah. to make this work um so I love when he finally gets into the spaceship and it's like all like shiny and chrome like how you yeah like I just I love the way it yeah. looks me too I think you know honestly. A lot of my attraction to this movie back then was just the spaceship oh, itself. Yeah. I was obsessed so cool. with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did write though that security at NASA blows. Clearly. Um, stop reading books and playing cards and keep an eye on aliens and government secrets. Like you're NASA. <laughs> just watch the fucking security videos. Yeah. Oh. Um <laughs> so you need to go work for NASA and whip them into shape. Clearly, man. Just get me some fucking secrets. I need to <laughs> secrets. Um, so they, David gets onto the, the, um, the spaceship and Dr. Fever is like, he's, he's always going to be Dr. Johnny Fever. Just that's who he is. It's fine. Because I can't think of what his name is in the show anyway. Faraday. Fair- I think. Oh yes. Because I remember when I saw that, I was like, ah, Faraday, classic science name. Um, but, so all his, like, crew, like, come in and they're like, ah, he's on the spaceship. Like, go and get him. Yeah. And he, like, peeks his, his head out the out the spaceship and, like, one of the guys is like, it's an alien. And the other guy's like, no, that's that's a kid or whatever. But when he says it's an alien, Disney family movie. And the guy goes, holy shit, it's an alien. This actually, that is one of the, like, fun facts that I read. I didn't mark it down, though, is that this is, like... It was notable that it was a, wow. a Disney movie that used a profanity. Huh. Yeah, I just, like, I actually, I had to, like, rewind it. It's like, did I just hear him say, holy shit? Yeah, And then I sure went back did. and I was like, holy shit, it's an alien. <laughs> and then they were like, no, it's a, it's the kid or whatever. Yeah. So then they, they take off and that's when we learn how, like, the, the Max has to, like, scan David's brain to, like, learn from him. Right. Because at first he's very, like... Like, I am a robot. I do not understand what you're saying. And so David is like, get me out of here. Compliance. And then it's like, I need to to get like 20 20 miles away. And it's like, compliance, zoom, like 20 miles up in the sky. Straight up in the air. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? I mean, it's effective. It got him away. He's like, you said 20 miles away. Not 20 miles straight up. So then they like, zoom, come right back down. And like everyone like at NASA is like, oh, he's going to crash on us. And then he's like, 20 miles away, like, horizontally or however you said Yeah. Compliance. And then they, like, go way out onto this, like, feels like, I just cow need to think. pasture. <laughs> yeah, so they land in a cow pasture and, like, David goes out to go pee. And there's a whole bunch of cows there. And then <laughs> I love how 
Max is like looking at all the cows and they moo and then he goes back and he's like, yeah. <laughs> so then finally, that's when Max kind of gets to scan David's head and he kind of gets more of like his vernacular and like yeah. understands some words that he's saying and whatnot. That's interesting that um, some of the reviews that I was, not the critical reviews, but some like user reviews were like, this movie would have been better if it stayed like the robot and didn't try and oh, become yeah. like friendly yeah, buddy buddy. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I like I, I like the way like I like the way he they did it. Like, yeah, how it I'm, learned. I'm gonna scan your brain and then I can like talk to you on your level. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not just like I'm learning human language. It's like, no, like you're the human I deal with, so I'm going to learn how to like talk to you. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I liked that. Um, so then, because it's a Disney movie, uh, a live-action Disney movie in the 80s, we have to have lots of, like, zany little creatures. <laughs> yes. So we see that all was the... another part of the user reviews was, like, did we need the cute little critters? Yeah, yeah. Probably not. So we so we see all these other little, like, creatures that Max has kind of collected from all the different realms and planets yeah. and whatnot. And they're all just kind of in these, like, glass jars or, like, kind of, like, like an aquarium, but like yeah. water in it or yeah. whatever. And it's like, don't touch that one. That one will bite you. Oh, that one just ate your hat. And it's like, don't get too close to these specimens on board. Okay, maybe secure them then. Like, put a fucking <laughs> lid on them. Right. Like, that's super dangerous. Well, why is it just out then? Like, yeah. This is a good question. Yes. So, David really takes a, li- a liking to the Puck Marin, who's this little, like, so creature. Cute. He just takes him with him everywhere, and he is pretty sweet. Um... Oh, I did. I did. He's the the this movie's version of an Ewok. He really right? is. Yes, yes. He is a little Ewoky. Um, I liked when they were doing like the mind transfer. It really reminded me of John Connor teaching the Terminator how to like, like teaching him kind of like modern words mm. and whatnot. It's like yeah. that's kind of yeah. the same. You know, that's that's his hasta la vista kind of moment. Oh, John Connor. Yes. Nineties Eddie Furlong. Yes, if you were. 12 when this movie came out you know how we feel (laughs) (laughs) um i really appreciated from sort of a sci-fi sort of angle the thought that was put into the ship changing size and shape Mm. um because there was one part where it was like i think they called it like go like first level or like they didn't call it level they called it like Oh, I can't think of what they called it now, but it was like, this is like a level three, like movement or whatever. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Fast. Maneuver, was, yeah. Maneuver. Yeah. And then there was one where it's like, oh, I like changed my shape and I became really like, like liquid metal looking on the yeah. outside or whatnot. And that is like very, like a, a real, like we were in area 51 and we like back engineered like some of the alien technology and like, mm. like you see that a lot in kind of like weird, like alien kind of conspiracy things and i was like that's pretty smart Hmm. i'm not like super into aliens and like the alien conspiracy stuff but i'm into enough stuff that goes like kind of with that that i just gain a lot of alien stuff Mm. you know from from like watching it or whatever but i'm not crazy about about aliens and the whole conspiracy with that but but i appreciated it enough to uh to note it so i thought that was very cool um and then and then I was like, oh no, people rocking out. I hate watching people rock out. <laughs> Even if it is to the Beach Boys. I don't want to see you just like dancing along and then teaching a robot head thing how to dance with you and 
please. I think I had to look away at one point. So I was like, <laughs> don't rock out. Just, I hate it. I hate rocking out. I'm going to find movies that have people rocking out no. for every episode for the next several weeks. Don't Just rock like out. exposure therapy or I something. Hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I even like, the look on your face I right hate now it. i hate rocking out <laughs> don't rock out oh, you weirdo it. <laughs> it's just so it's just so bad <laughs> oh i love you oh man it just ugh, do it <laughs> so um they finish <laughs> Oh, no, I just got the giggles. <laughs> hit me right the giggle dick. Right in the giggle dick. Right in the giggle dick. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so they finish rocking out. And then they have to stop at a gas station to um, see if maybe David can, like, call home and be like, I don't know where our new house is and I don't know how to get there. And, and they have, like, all this technology, but apparently not... GPS built into, you know, because I feel like we wouldn't, we didn't have GPS like in our cars, but GPS was a thing. Like, maybe? I feel like CGI wasn't even a thing, so maybe GPS wasn't. I don't know. WTF. Um, I feel like, like, like the average person didn't have access to GPS, but I feel like, like naval, like ships or like planes, planes had to have GPS. GPS was a project, the GPS project was started by the U.S. Department of Defense in 1973. Okay. The first prototype of a spacecraft was launched in 1978, and the full constellation of 24 satellites became operational in 1993. So it's very possible that the makers of this movie had no clue even. Okay, that's fair, because I was like... You're telling, but I mean, even without GPS, like Max had to have something. You would like, think, just, but you know, in 1986, like maybe there was nothing for them to know of to extrapolate off of or something. I don't know. Yeah. Although I guess maybe other movies of the time frame maybe had. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it. It was a weird, like, like it was clearly like a like a plot device. Like you yes, know, yeah. But but it was just like, come on now. You have to like get. You have to park the spaceship at a gas station. Go and ask the guy that owns the gas station for. Change. Yeah, there's no community. I guess you know even Star Trek had communication right? devices. Yeah. Um. And then they had to like like put money in the box in the like in the in the change thing to or in the in the phone box. What do you call them? Phone. Payphone. Payphone. Fuck. <laughs> I'm still too discombobulated about rocking out, okay? Okay, fair enough. And so then he has to, like, call and he, like, talks to his brother on the phone. And he's like, just, like, do something. Like, give me a signal. And so his brother was, like, concocting a plan. But holy cow, mid-80s, un-PC moment coming right up. The guy that owns the, the works at the gas station is, like, a big guy. And fucking Max just, like, sticks his, like, robot head out the fucking door and goes... Hey, Blimpo! Oink, yep. oink! Too many Twinkies! Excuse the fuck out of me, Max! <laughs> right? Fucking Max. I was like, um, I just watched, like, my jaw just dropped, and I was like... And then, and then I think he even put his head back in the thing and went, ha ha! And it's like, I think so, yeah. You're such an asshole! 
Um, it's so funny watching movies from like, you know, really not that long ago that have moments like that, that it's like, oh, that would so not fly. I watched, of all movies, this weekend, my husband and I were looking for something just funny and mindless, yeah. and we turned on Amazon, and one of the first things that came up was Biodome. And oh I remember watching God. Biodome in the 90s. I loved Polly Shore. Like, yeah. you know, I, w- I loved Encino Man. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, so then it was like, oh, this is Polly Shore playing the exact same character. Yeah, Polly Shore and, uh, plays Polly Shore. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and so I'm like, let's watch this. It's fun. Todd had never watched it, so we were watching it. There are some serious oof yeah. moments in there, like that that I can see how you know nobody like in the '90s nobody oh, thought yeah. about it. But now yeah. watching it, I'm like, ooh, that would not fly. Like, there's a scene where the two stoners are looking for a bed to sleep in in the biodome, and they crawl in with the girl scientists and like put their hands on their boobs and stuff, and, and it's like, Ooh. you know, and, and at first the girls are like, you know, they're sleeping, so they're into it, because they're, you know, whatever. Yeah, Sexy girl scientists. Yeah. But then they wake up and scream and kick them out of their rooms and stuff, and that's all that comes of it, and it's like, yeah. or it would be a lawsuit now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry, oh, I digress. Yeah, no, just, yeah, when I saw that scene, I was just like, holy shit, Max, you're an asshole. Yeah. Not cool. And then, and then, like the the guy didn't even like react. He was just all like, "Huh, a spaceship? He yeah, what's very... going on?" Um, yeah. in that scene, the little girl uh-huh. um is wearing an Epcot t shirt, oh, and yeah. Epcot was like only a year old at the time. Oh, wow. It was brand. It was like the brand oh, cool. new thing at Disney. So, um, yeah. So that was just yeah. kind of a cool little. Touch. Oh wow! I didn't even see that. Um, I did like how. They kind of made a big deal of how um, the they got back into the into the spaceship, and the the dad of that family I think was just like oh he just wanted to phone home and it's like E T yeah I, I see there's um there. there's a couple tie-ins to E T that I read in the facts mm. that I can't think of now. Huh. Um, so it's funny. The next note I have actually is Max's ha ha sounds like Pee Wee Herman. I wonder why. <laughs> and now you know. Then now I know. Um so they finally figure out like okay, we need to get on to like to go to Fort Lauderdale and then my dad my brother's going to send me a signal. Yeah. So they're like, "Okay, how do we get there? Like where are we now?" Okay. Oh. I'll follow the I-95 instead of the turnpike. You're in a spaceship. You don't need to follow the friggin' highway. Go as the crow flies. Like, but they don't know where it ends. They don't have a GPS, so they don't know where the end of the crow flying is. But you're way up in the sky. Can't you be like, oh, it's over there? Like, I, I don't know. I was just like... And then they're like arguing about like, well, the turnpike will be faster, but I-95 was this. And it's like, you're not fighting with traffic, though. <laughs> Come on. Touche. Yeah. Um... So they find he finally like the Jeff the brother finds a way to make a signal for uh David because apparently this family just always has a bucket of fireworks on hand naturally all the time so they're they're letting off all these fireworks and they make a a signal so David's like ah there it is like there's all the lights go to that so then all the um NASA's there like on the family's front lawn and. David kind of comes out of the spaceship and they're like, oh, stay away from him. Or like, get a perimeter around and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then like, 
David comes down, like, down the, the steps, and he's like, I can't stay here. This isn't my time. And then he just, like, turns around and gets back on the spaceship, and it's like, really? You made all that effort to, like, come back? Yeah. All the Your I-95? poor fucking family. And then it's like, psych, I'm not actually going to yeah. stay here. So then he finally... Yeah, like, the, again, you know, my adult brain watching this, yeah. I was like, your poor family. Right? Like, I yeah. mean, yeah, like... It might be weird that you haven't aged the same that they have, yeah. but at least you exist. Yeah. So um, he finally convinces Max to like let him to like to send him back to 1978, and yeah. he's like, you know, if uh, you know, if I get vaporized, you get vaporized, like whatever. Let's just let's just try. And he tries it out, and it works. And he wakes up in 1978, and he goes back, and his family's just getting on the boat, um, because apparently. He was missing for a while, but not long enough to really fuck up 4th of July. And yeah. Look at fuck it. I don't know where this fucking kid's going. We're getting on that boat because we have a whole bag of hamburgers. And a bucket of fireworks. And a bucket of fireworks and our weird looking dog. So <laughs> you're not going to ruin a good time here, David. Yeah. I know. I th- And again, in my adult brain, thought of that too, where I'm like, four hours is still a really long time to... And Yes and no. Like, definitely... In the 80s, I would have been gone from the house for four hours for and, sure. and shown back up at some point. Yeah. But I feel like because they had plans. Well, and because she said, go get your brother and come back so we can have dinner. Yeah. And then the brother came back and ostensibly probably said, oh, I scared David and he fell. Yeah. We'll be like, well, fuck him then. We're going to eat his hamburgers. Yeah. I'm giving this hamburger to the fucking dog. He's dead in a ravine somewhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just like, oh, good thing you found your way back because your family apparently was more concerned about <laughs> hamburgers and fireworks. Um, and then, you know, so he kind of gets back on the boat and he's like, I'm back and I love my family. And then his brother, like, looks in his bag or whatever, and the little um, creature, the little, like, puck marins there. Yeah. And I just wrote in all caps, you can't have an alien life form, David. You can't. I know. I, it's like, what is that going to fuck up? Like, do you want to have NASA on your back again? Because that's how you get NASA on your back again. <laughs> so um, the only other thing I noted was I love how in both houses, both, like, the, their old house and their new house... How their front entrance had that that frosted glass, those little, like, squares. Yeah. I love that. And I will always and forever associate that with the airport here in the 80s. Oh. Because the baggage return kind of, like, like when you, like, come off of, um, like, off of the plane into, like, the baggage return mm-hmm. was always, like, kind of separated in this, in, like, this one part of the airport that had these, like, frosted cube window things like and the glass blocks. Yeah, yeah yeah and i just always associate that with the airport here in the 80s i love glass blocks oh yeah um, absolutely it's so like you know any designer or anything will tell you it's such a dated like people don't do it anymore you watch any renovation show and if they have that in the house they bust it out and whatever uh-huh. and i'm like i would deliberately put that oh in my yeah house. i fucking love it i i love it yeah it's so cool um so this movie was like so much fun. Like I, I was, it, it was like the flight, the, the, um, the time travel angle that got me. I, yeah. I was not expecting it at all. And I was like here for it. Um, it reminded me of, there's actually this thing I do a lot, like probably <laughs> once a day I have this thought and it really made me start thinking of it. Like when David first gets to NASA and he's like, where's Starskin Hutch and what's with new wave music and whatever. 
Um, I do this thing when I'm doing something like incredibly modern. Usually it happens when I'm somewhere and everyone's on their phone. Mm. I imagine how I will explain myself to someone if someone was just like plucked out of the 1950s mm. or like mm -hmm. the 1890s and just like put in front of me. And then it's like, here's why I'm doing this. Here's what this is. Mm. And I've, I've been doing it a lot lately. That's funny. In, in regards to like coronavirus. Oh, like, yeah. Like I'll like put on a mask just to like leave my apartment to go down and like get the mail or take out the garbage or whatever. And it's like, what if someone from like, God, what if someone from like 1990 was here? Then I have to explain like, well, you know, there's like this virus. And yeah. Mask on, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. Or like if I'm trying to explain like. If I'm thinking about like my phone and, and it, like I really like stop to think for a second, like what I'm doing is so revolutionary. It really, like, I yeah, I think about that with the, the phone. Access to the entire world in my hands. Like, how do you even explain this? Years ago, I saw a meme, like when memes were a yeah. newer yeah. thing, yeah. that said something about like, how would you explain um, current times to somebody yeah. from the 50s? Yeah. And it was something about like, I hold the entire world's knowledge in the palm of my hand. What do I use it for? Looking up cats and getting in fights with strangers. Pretty much, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like honestly, I will have this like thought exercise probably once a day. It's <laughs> it's so weird. That's me. You um, know, but I we never all have our imagine own. them rocking out. Never. I will Not imagine allowed. a lot of things, but no one rocks out <laughs> in this house. This is a strict no rock out zone. <laughs> Here they come. The boys in the bright white. No, don't rock out to that. Don't. No rocking out. Um, Do you want to hear my weird, completely unrelated, but I my weird thought exercise that yes, I do? That I, I do. Really do. It's really weird in my brain well, you sometimes. Heard what I just explained to you, so please. Anytime. I may have told you this before. I don't know. Anytime I'm in a room full of people, mm -hmm. I color code their outfits in my head. Oh, interesting. I line them up in my head in order of, like, the colors that everybody's wearing. Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so do you line it up in the wrong way, the same way you eat Skittles and M&Ms in the wrong no, way? No, no, it, it's very gradient. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're like, she goes next to him and he goes next yeah. to her and then... Yeah. He's oh. wearing dark burgundy. She's wearing muted burgundy yeah. she's wearing pink she's wearing yeah oh, wow yeah. i um i love it yeah that's amazing every time i'm in a, a room full of people i am organizing them oh, by them. color code. so do you ever like see people and it's like god damn it jane if you could just wear the shoes that robin is wearing this would make so much more sense <laughs> so sometimes it's like well your pants would fit over here but your shirt would fit over here so I usually go by shirts. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do have, because apparently we're all, all about thought experiments today. I do have another thought experiment. But first, I will say I enjoyed this movie. Um, I really liked the time travel aspect. I gave it seven Puckmarins out of ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, honestly, once they did that, like, time travel thing, I was like, I'm fucking here. I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> I did also, I don't think I put a note here, but I did really like how, not like, I like seeing children cry, because fuck those kids, but I did really like how, like, genuine it was when David cried. Mm. Like, it seemed 
Like, that's just, like, a thing. Like, he wasn't a crybaby, and he wasn't yeah. like, trying to, like, hide that he was like, I'm a tough guy, I'm not gonna cry. Yeah. But it just seemed, like, really, like, natural. When yeah, he when crying. he um, goes into his old house yeah. and is all freaked out and, like, he just wants his mom kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. that felt like yeah. a real, yeah. a real moment. Yeah, I, I quite, I, I found that just really genuine. Um, so my thought experiment here as it relates to the movie would you rather stay in a modern timeline but be behind be like your age you were eight years ago have the knowledge that you had eight years ago not be aware of the last eight years or would you rather go back to the timeline that you were originally from and have to keep the secret of your space adventure Mm. hmm i think I think I'd go back in time and have to keep that knowledge. Yeah, I feel like I would too. I feel Just like... because I, I wouldn't want to miss that time with my loved ones. Yes. And then you're kind of always going to be like that weird person in, in, yeah, the, in, yeah. the, in eight years from yes, now. Yes, exactly. You know, and then especially for the age that David did it at, it's like... Every, like his, his little brother is his older brother now. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's supposed to be 20, but... He's still only 12, yeah. and he kind of missed out on a lot of that, like, formative years. But even for myself now, if I were to wake up in, like, 2030 or whatever tomorrow, you know, I would I would be, like, very fish out of water. I would need someone yes. to do a thought experiment with me to explain why those dinosaurs are flying out there. Like, how, <laughs> how did we get here? Can you yeah. explain that? Where I would just be like, I'll just go back. And, you know, if I ever let slip... Pretend that, like, this never happened. Yeah, and if I ever let slip, it'd be like, oh, that was just like a weird dream I had. It was yeah. a really real dream. Yeah. So never mind. Never mind me. Just yeah. A, just an idea for a book I had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I do have that one fun fact that yeah, I didn't mention. What was it? That... Did I bring it up? Did I notice Mm-mm. it? Oh, interesting. So according to Joey Kramer, uh-huh. during post-production, the film's editors decided that some scenes needed to be reshot. So Kramer was flown back to the set from his home in British Columbia. He's Canadian, oh, Canadian. by the way. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and Kramer had bleached his hair shortly after the principal photography wrap. Oh. So he had to wear a wig for the reshot scenes. Um, and apparently, I've never noticed this. Um, but apparently the wig is quite evident during the time travel sequence near the end of the film. However, according to Kramer, few, if any, viewers of the film ever noticed this discrepancy without him pointing it out. Okay, I did, and I thought I was being crazy. <laughs> because there was one part where I was like, what the fuck is up with his hair right I've now? I've never... And I'm, I, I, I almost, like, after I read that, I'm like, fuck, now I want to watch this again just to, just to try and pick up that detail. I chalked it up to him not wearing his hat and his oh. hair got messy. Because he, like, because one of those creatures had, like, eaten his hat or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I guess his hair is just, like, weird and messy because his hat is gone. But it definitely didn't look like his regular hair. Mm. Like, it looked, mm. like, longer and a bit, I'm like, so oblivious to stuff like and, that. And, yeah, I was just like, oh, there's also apparently scenes where his hair changes, like it's a continuity error, like in the same scene, it changes. Oh, yeah. Um, when the alien eats his hat yeah. and belches, yeah. that's actually, actually a recording of Joey Kramer belching, ah, and then I they slowed it. it down. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right on. Well, yeah, I'm glad that's... that you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was, because I honestly, like, 
I was putting off watching it because I was like, this is going to be so fucking stupid. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> Give me but some credit. I, I know. I know. It's like anytime you've ever been like, no, I think like I genuinely like it. Because there's movies where you're like, you're going to hate gonna this. Fucking hate yes. This. Have fun watching the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was interesting for me to rewatch this too, because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've it's always been like a memory that's come up for me that I'm like, oh, I loved that movie. I should yeah. watch it again, but yeah. I haven't yeah. in at least twenty years. Yeah, and um, so it was an interesting one for me to watch again to see if I still liked it, and I did. I yeah. loved yeah. watching it again. Um, it was, it was, um, a lot kind of simpler than I remember mm. it. Like I, yeah. I. I think I had it as more in my head. And it's quite short. It's like an hour and 19 minutes or something like that. Um, So I was like, it's already over. Like, I feel like I remember more happening on the spaceship and stuff. But um, yeah, once he got on the spaceship, I expected to see him like go to like a different planet or mm, something. It was just like, want to fuck around Florida for a while? (laughs) Well, I think we've probably talked for a really long time. Yeah, it feels we sure like- have. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew that going into it, it was going to be a while. Because I was like, I have so many feelings about Nightmare on Elm Street. Aww. Let me tell them to you. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, I talked more about about Nightmare on Elm Street than yeah. I thought I might. So. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's fucking great, dude. I love so, it. So we can probably wrap this up here. So yeah. we're going to do one more episode of Childhood Favorites, which is kind of... You know, now that I think of it, a bit of a, like, a lot of these are childhood favorites. Fair, and they're, yeah. and it was really, really hard for me to settle on what childhood favorites yeah. to get you to watch. Because there are so many. But it's like, but there are other other themes and stuff that, that more yes. will come up in. Yes. But when I really think about my childhood. Yeah. And movies that, like, meant a lot to me. Yeah. Um. I was so happy to learn that you've never watched The Last Unicorn. <laughs> yeah. It has to be The Last Unicorn. Uh, and if you thought it was cringy listening to me sing um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas last episode, just wait till we start talking about The Last Unicorn because oh, yeah. I will probably not shut up. Oh, um, wow, okay. As long as you don't rock out. Don't uh, there, rock there, out. There will be very little rocking out <laughs> happening in The Last Unicorn. But this movie is like... I don't know. I <laughs> I found a copy for us to watch and yeah. I was kind of scanning through it to make sure that it was all intact yeah, and good and yeah. whatever. And I was like fast forwarding through the whole thing and yeah. just like the visuals of it and stuff gave me this lump in my chest Aww. and made me tear up Aww. and I'm tearing up just thinking about it. It's like <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, no pressure. <laughs> but you better love it. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see what you think. But I wow. can't. I'm like, I'm probably going to go home and watch it tonight yet. I love it. That's awesome. Well, for my other childhood favorite, for my deranged childhood, <laughs> I'm going to have you watch Return of the Living Dead Part 2. So weird. It's, it is so, it is just, it is everything. <laughs> it is everything. I... Oh my god, I can't wait. I I might watch that yet tonight. It is so fun. So much fun. I'm 
can't wait. <laughs> no, honestly, I kind of think you'll like it. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. I based mean, yeah, on this has been very few that you that you haven't liked. Um, yeah, I get that mixed up all the time with um, Evil Dead. I've seen Evil oh, Dead. Oh yes, and yeah, yeah. Well, I will say this has nothing to do with Night of the Living Dead. Okay. This is not Night of the Living Dead. This isn't part of that original original trilogy. This is a completely different animal. Return of the Living Dead, part two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Oh. Well, thanks for listening and um, all that jazz. Yeah. You rate, can, review, subscribe. Yeah, you can do that on Spotify now. If you listen um, to podcasts on Spotify, you can actually give us a rating. Yay. So five stars. Ahead. Five stars. Give us a five star rating. Yeah. We're still not on Podcast Addict, which is the podcatcher nope. that I use, so oh, I don't weird. know. Oh, I should um, look into that. Or I haven't been able to find us on it. Anyway. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Listen to us everywhere except for Podcast Addict, apparently. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Love and Horror Podcast. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Teresa. Mine is at LMCLaura580. Um, you're a TikTok star. What is your TikTok name? LMCLaura. Oh, wow. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. It will be changing eventually. Okay. If the YouTube thing happens, because uh, that's yes. Calamity Laura, so then I'll change the TikTok. Yeah, it has to all be the same. Yeah. Um, you can email us. Have I said the email address yet? I don't think so. Okay, well, whatever. Who the fuck knows at this point? <laughs> you can email us at loveandhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks again. And remember, all is fair in, in love, love and, and horror. horror. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy.